0: There
1: we go. Wow. These guys literally are trying to box me out here. (laughs) They're just jealous because I get the mic every time.
0: Our arms
2: are longer, so...
1: Don't even let the guests have the mic.
2: We're we're live from... Oh, we have a guest? Oh, yeah, we have a guest here. Someone is here from another country. All the way. All the the way From where?
3: Kulawak, British Columbia.
2: <laughs> uh, folks, we have Jacob joining us. Jacob from Sidekick Brewing. Hello. Thanks
3: Mr. Weidman,
2: longtime friend, longtime listener.
3: Yes. Uh, thanks for letting me join you in Nick's humble abode here in Wally, British Columbia. <laughs> oh, sounds surrey, thank you very much. In Wally. We're slumming it, we're slumming <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, the house that Four Winds built? Yeah. <laughs> that Four Winds money. Yep. It's the base of this Still house. haven't had a
2: Four Winds beer on the podcast. I haven't. I'm sure
3: that'll change. Have we not had a collab? Uh,
1: no. Oh. Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe. Someone check the records. I think we've had a collab. Nick is the only one with the records. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is correct. I am the beer guy. All right, um, Mr. Jakob.
3: You brought us beer. What yes, is it? Beer. Uh, first of many um, beers that i brought today. Uh, this is a style that we kind of made up, but it also does exist. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's called a Copenhagen winter lager. It's called Andreas. It's called Hugue Pro. So Hugue is like Danish for super cozy. It's like a state of being. It's huh. being. I'm glad you pronounced it, cause I would have been high. Yeah. Yeah. Heige. I would just pronounce. I just pronounce Hygge. Just pronounce heige. Yeah. Pro. Hygge Pro. Um, one of our regulars, who is Andreas, this is actually his face, and this is actually very... Oh,
2: he's like, a regular? Like.
3: Hey, yeah, he's a regular at our brewery. Wow. He's a, a, a Danish uh, fella, and he brought us um Tuborg in, in Copenhagen. Yeah. They brew a winter be- uh, lager every year, and they Ooh, have a...
1: I've never had their winter one. Yeah, they they've have a national holiday for time. it. Oh, it's called that a, doesn't surprise me. It's called that called sounds Jay amazing. Yeah, so he brought they it. They like you their 2 Day over Day. there. Yeah, they do love their.
3: And it, they say it's like it sells out in three days, and people stockpile it because it's it's there and it's gone. Fuck. And so he sent us some. We sat in the brewery, tried to like, filled out like a BJCP score thing, just trying to like get the flavor notes from it. Yeah. Um, it's just like a crispy lager. We added a little bit of cinnamon, vanilla, and a mm. little bit of licorice root, and it's I don't
1: know, interesting. I'm, hmm. digging it,
3: but I'm digging it. Crispy.
1: Uh,
2: it is crispy.
1: For, for those who don't know you, maybe give a little introduction about yourself, yeah. both for beer and sports, so people can know who the Wide Man is. The Wide Man. The Wide
3: Man. I think some people might know from listening that uh, you do cheer for the teams in Tennessee. Yes. Correct. I'm a... R.I.P. R.I.P. The, the Tennessee Titans and the National Predators, R.I.P. However, I'm football first. I'm a post-December hockey fan. Usually when our team is out of the (laughs) running, uh, we tune into the hockey and uh, keep the sports going. Who's your hockey team? The Nashville Predators. Oh, right. You just said that, unfortunately. Jesus, he doesn't listen. But that's okay. Um, Yeah, and then uh, work out in Sidekick Brewing. I went to KPU uh, Brew School. Brew School. Uh, But I don't brew. So I now sell beer for Sidekick. I know all the folks here on the, the best pod in the world.
1: Heyo! Hey. hey. Um, I yeah. feel like it's a pretty common thing though for the KPU graduates. Like,
2: I'd say like. What did they love our podcast? Well, no. Perhaps <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> but like, I, feel like, I feel like
1: at least like forty percent of the people that go through that program either don't brew or they get different jobs within the industry, because it's not completely tailored just at brewing. Correct.
3: Correct. It's it's like they say it's like thirty percent science, the thirty uh, percent like hands on brewing, and the rest is. Um, we learned like sales marketing business, business. Side of it, yeah. um mm. which is awesome it's awesome because going into it i wanted to be a brewer i i helped seller just one day a week at farm country brewing in, in langley there um and that's how i know you folks obviously mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yep. um work in the tasting room and then it, it's so interesting like how many jobs there are in the, in the beer industry like we are, we everyone here we see the faces of the people in the tasting room we yep. know the fellow brewers we know the master chefs um but there's, salespeople, the marketing teams, like, yeah,
1: it's um, a whole different array of jobs within one industry. It's pretty unique in that sense. Yeah. we
3: yeah. Well, the, the beer industry is really important. So go support your local brewery because there's a lot of people employed in a lot of different places. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually fun to learn a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Be more well-rounded. It's a great program. Great teachers. A hundred percent. I'd recommend it. For Shout everyone. out to Nancy Moore.
3: Shout out to Nancy Moore. I saw the Guinness. I got the Guinness coaster, and that's yeah. the first thing I thought. I that, would also be,
1: that woman has a, a resume that I hope to someday replicate. Not in the amount of jobs. I'm, I'm definitely beating her there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how, how impressive it is. So, uh, right on. Cool. This uh, is a tasty beverage. It is it a very is. tasty
2: beverage. I have a question. So far.
3: So good. Of all the beers, you guys name them after people that you either know come through or like how did that come about um so it all started uh first with our one of our (coughs) first beers we ever brewed we didn't have our design team that we work with now we just had generic template labels uh we made a dark lager called lucas because um mish our head brewer uh shout out mish his friend lucas it was like they worked on the recipe together. I, th- I believe it's mostly Lucas's recipe, so it was kind of like an ode to him. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we just wanted to call it after. Was this then.
1: like a home brewing recipe or um I can't remember
3: sort- who Lucas is. Uh he might have worked with Mish at Fieldhouse. Oh, okay, um, oh, okay. together. Um, okay. but I don't think they ever brewed that beer. Um so like that idea kind of spur s- sprouted myself and um Emerance, who worked on our social team when we first opened. We were li- we were like, what if like the the names had characters that could actually like describe the feeling of drinking that beer or mm. describe that mm. sidekick because like we're, we didn't know what sidekick meant yeah like what a sidekick so we wanted to create our own little sidekicks that would uh, it's not the focus point of your experience but they're they're the people in your life and mm.
1: also the, it's part of your identity yeah That's 100% cool.
3: so some of them are named after real people Andreas here is a, a real person a real person <laughs> you'll see him post it up in their tasting room with him and his wife or him and his wife and his dog um, they'll be there all the time, um, some people are made up. Some people are are people um, who we just like imagine that like this beer is like, okay. this person. Yeah. Um, so uh, the kind of the whole ownership team um, works together and with with our design team and, and market and and uh, does that creates all the characters. So it's cool because it's very distinctly sidekick. Like you see yeah. this can, you see any of these cans, and you're like sidekick. Yep. You don't even have to read anything on it. You just see the. The sidekick on, then you're like, sidekick brew. So that's a, that's pretty neat to have, and I think it's pretty smart, especially a, uh, being all the way out in the whack. Yeah, we especially now do, doing the doing whack. external sales like people need to, um, find our stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to be distinct on the shelf really really helps us. Like you know, I, I like you know what Fibros does. You know a Roads can when you see it from a mile away. It's the branding. Um, yeah, it, it it's important out there that the market's getting getting busy but yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. yep everyone's trying to fight for uh, shelf space yeah so. uh, one thing about this label that I like and it's a very small feature but it is something that I noticed immediately was like in the, the name Andreas on it the, the slant of the A there it's for me someone who follows soccer it's a very like European style A for like football clubs over there I, I feel like there's a, a Danish football club that has that exact A. So I do wonder if your design team maybe found
3: something it, like that. It's super awesome working with them. Shout out to their Leechtown Town design. They're amazing. It's just a couple, they're out oh, in yeah. Victoria. They did um, Cow Dog, correct? They did. It. They did Cow Dog. Oh, yeah. uh, they just worked on Category 12's merch because we all had pints together at the BC Beer Awards. So they're oh, cool. working with them now. Um, they're awesome. If you sit and you have pints um, with the folks there, You'll you'll eventually they'll we'll get to a point where we're looking through their phone and they just have photos of awesome typography from oh. ar- everywhere they, they can gather inspiration. Interesting. Um, so when we do come to them with fun, different styles, especially con- like uh, region-based styles, mm-hmm. they love going through that and and finding um, typography that really fits because like other than the typography and the character, nothing else really changes on our cans. So yeah, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. part where they're going to be really creative with it. Yeah, yeah They do an amazing job.
1: Yeah, the, the EA as well, the detail in that is like, I feel like it's a play off of the AE letter. I don't know what the proper letter is in the Danish language, mm-hmm. but it's like a lowercase A that goes into a lowercase E and yeah. it is a letter in the Danish language. So I, th- I feel like that's a play off that. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. Little details like that that make the, the can mm-hmm. really pop though. 100%. Maybe everyone doesn't notice that kind of stuff. Probably <laughs> very small percentage, but still, the people that do, they, they appreciate it even further. Oh, 100%. So. There
3: was a... I can't remember what it was. It was a pickleball player on one of your cans. Yeah. Was he... Was he... <laughs> anyone in particular? Was that just... <laughs> just... <laughs> no, so we have, like, a master sheet of just, like, names of people that we really like. Mm. Just, like, just this huge list. that We have a good names. We're like, we're going to put them on the, on the list. And also like descriptors of people in your life that are like kind of important mm. to you. Um, it was pickleball partner Phyllis. That's what I mean, it was. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So Phyllis was not a real person. A tool album that has that anima. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Phyllis was not a real person, but it's just so fun to have these characters really come to life. And, super clever. And, um, yeah. It's funny because I actually drank that beer quite often simply because of the pickleball Phyllis. Well, uh, Alana and I went through a phase in the summer where we're just playing pickleball and I was just like pickleball all the time and then it was like this is my you. Yeah, well. like, okay. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> there's I think there's a lot of things we can do with this, especially like talking to bars, restaurants and things like that. Like I just met the folks at uh, courtside today. Uh, oh yeah. Awesome spot. I I came by there, just said hi, introduced myself. But like imagine doing like hoop dreams yep. herald or, or what whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. Hack-a-shack. You could do so much with it, or or for a golf course, like mm-hmm. white men
1: can't jump, Woody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go yeah exactly.
3: Um, I think the the opportunities are endless with with what we can do, but yeah, we also absolutely. have to still stay with what we are. But yeah, that's dope.
1: And you know, like tying back to something I said, like it t- like it actually shows off your identity, and that's something that a lot of breweries uh, mm. have a hard time first off identifying and second off like adolfo just said they lose it they they can't stick to it mm-hmm. like no one commits to their identity uh, but you guys seem like you're going all in on this and it seems like it's it's hitting and That's it's awesome. noticeable it's clean it's smart it feels like a community focused kind of thing so 100% and and being out
3: in chill it's cool you know, we we have to focus on our community get t- through winter times like this yeah. like yeah. we need we need yep. that tap room to be bump in and a space that the community can rally around and especially in Chilliwack, it's it's the third busiest or third biggest growing city in Canada. Yeah. yeah. So more and more people are moving out there. They need you know those third spaces that kinda of hang out in and, and yeah, absolutely. we need to provide them to that and they also help us in, in, in turn. So it's yeah. super important. What oh, is cool. that uh what is that market like to drink? what does sidekick um, customers gravitate towards? Yeah, so that's something that like mo- most of our stuff that we brew it's it's mission myself figuring that out um we're, we're actually going to work we have 17 beers on tap right now and two in the chamber so we totally. actually have 19 15. brands like right now um
1: of your own of product. our own stuff yeah product. so well.
3: we, we realize that like things that move in house aren't going to be maybe things that will people will go pick up in, in the store but they really want to drink in our house we have a, a berliner that we we flavor with a bunch of different syrups and rotate through the, the, the different syrups yeah you
1: got some woodruff
3: we we want to we want to grow yeah. it ourselves and do yeah. do all that fun yeah. stuff. Um, that's gonna be a tap room only thing. It's gonna be kind of our core sour. It's three point eight percent. People yeah. don't want to go. a nice spend, sessionable spend, thing. Yeah, yeah, people don't want to spend Stick eighteen, nineteen, twenty bucks on a on a four pack of, mm-hmm. of three and a half percent beer yeah. in the store. <laughs> um, but well, you know the other things I brought today, like a double hazy IPA. Oh, yeah, at the same price. It doesn't like, matter where you put it, people how, are going to buy it. Exactly. So, so we realized that there's going to be some stuff that we focus It's going to be on tap at our house, at our, house our space. But um, what, people, what people in Chilliwack drink, they like good, clean beer. You know, what we found that differentiates us from the other breweries in, in Chilliwack is that like no one else was really just doing traditional styles well. So we, we do a lot of traditional styles, a little bit of flair like, like this, because yeah. like, this excited us when we got yeah. Yeah. this and got to try Um, but r- people were kind of been hankering for that. They want to clean wit beer. They want to clean half. They want to clean just Hellas lager, yeah. uh, corn lager. They just want that. And that's what it goes can, a long way, honestly,
1: yeah. because like a lot of the things that people want, like you're saying, they want clean beer. They also want like approachability. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes a long way to be able to brew something that has approachability that has a little bit of that flair, like has vanilla or like licorice root in it. And it's not super overpowering or in your face. And it doesn't have 500 fucking kilos of hops in the beer and Mm -hmm. isn't stripping your palate because it's so sour. Like people, at the end of the day, like the business is selling more beer. Like that's how we make a living. So Mm -hmm. doing those, those niche things is all good and well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it here and there. But at the end of the day, you have to sell beer. And if your market wants Hellas Lagers, then I trust their taste buds because Hellas Lagers are fantastic. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Cool. Uh, Any beer news from anyone else at this table?
3: No. My beer news is is Jacob. Jacob Jacob is your beer news. Show and tell.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) the first one—it's not really beer news, but it is uh, the alcohol sector. I found this super ironic. Uh, another brewer- another brewery, another alcohol producer is going non-alc. Mm. White Claw. What? Oh. So they're making water. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bubbly, <laughs> <on that>. Yeah, <laughs> this is literally... So like bubbly. Yeah, yeah, but they're throwing they the White Claw right? And then
1: they're putting 0.0% alcohol because it's literally just flavored carbonated water. What a concept. Huh. It's amazing to me. I wish but someone had thought of it. I it's feel, probably going to sell like hotcakes. I feel very... Yeah, I feel very firmly just due brand recognition that they're going to sell... Oh, of course. Like unreal. The just you throw, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much else to say on that. I just... Thought I was like, I'm sorry, that's literally just water. <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: yep, it all comes down nowadays to branding. And also, like, I feel like where the non-ALK sector is growing, people want to be social, but people don't want to feel outcast for mm-hmm. not drinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It like has a White Claw logo on exactly. it. Exactly. People won't even bat an eye. Yeah, it's exactly. blue, sure, but it's like, it's not a traditional white. It like, looks
1: like the Surge cans, though. Like, yes. it's the exact same branding as their Surge, which is their uh, 7% ABV.
3: Line. Oh, yeah i i agree with you nick i think it's <laughs> gonna do actually surprisingly well for yeah. just being yeah. it's gonna oh, be yeah. it's, gonna it's gonna sell insanely gonna well it. Yeah, uh
1: who would have thought we'd be sitting around a table talking about non-alcoholic water <laughs> selling well hmm. anyways uh i know you've touched on it a couple times over the last couple podcasts but i do feel it bears bringing it up again uh the industry is going to have a very interesting next couple of years here there's there's a couple um breweries that have announced that they're closing down uh, studio being one of them we've already touched on that's confirmed uh, December 22nd yeah. 23rd one 22nd, the two, 22nd. Uh, there's also another brewery on the island that I won't name because they haven't said anything official but they've la- laid off their entire tasting room staff their entire sales staff and are closing their tasting room for quote unquote the winter huh mm. um, that's and it's a it's a long-standing brewery let's put it that way so Uh, What part of the island? uh, I'm not going to say what region because it would make it very clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You fucker. So if you see breweries that have had a long-standing success going down, uh, and you see breweries that are new and niche and exciting going down, it does uh, bear thinking that, Things like brewery consolidation are going to become a more common trend in the uh, British Columbia beer scene, uh, like Yellow Dog taking over Bad Tattoo, uh, Magic Malts uh, purchasing farm, farm Country. Farm country. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily know if we'll see as many closures as I've uh, previously said that we would. Uh, we will continue to see a couple here and there, but I think uh, consolidation is going to be the name of the game for the next three to five years in the British Columbia beer industry.
3: Mm-hmm. So. I, I completely agree with you. I think that like, um, the way that 2023 and like new newer breweries are, are coming out, like ourselves, like we know that the market has, has shifted, not just on the consumption side, but like on the tapper experience side of like, yeah. people need a full kitchen. So now, not only are we a manufacturer, we're distributor, we're we're brewing, your
1: culinary experience all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, we, we have to be yeah. hospitality yeah. and a
3: restaurant. Yep. Um, so it's like that comes with its own challenges as well. Um, but I, f- I find like it's so interesting um, seeing all the buyouts in the in the states for the, the past yeah uh, long like quite a while that these craft brands have been snatched up. But it really hasn't happened in BC. But I just think it's because our the way we have built our tasting rooms that it doesn't really entice them to not like to buy. Yeah. Um, but now Mm -hmm. our new breweries that are opening up like with a full kitchen, with a full experience. Um, cause like you go down to to the, I think they'll
1: withstand a lot better than the breweries that are, that opened up as the, we're going to have 25 to 45 seats and we're going to throw a meat stick in a jar on the counter and Mm -hmm. some old pretzels that God knows how long it's been there for are going to, yeah, and honestly, Right rightly so. Like it's an evolving yeah. market, and if you, I know this is gonna sound harsh, but it, it is what it is. It's an evolving industry, and if you didn't have anything in your business plan or your model to be able to evolve with the industry, then unfortunately, it's gonna happen. It's happened in the states three times in the last tw- uh, twenty years or so. Uh, it's gonna happen here. Canada is not an exception. BC is definitely not an exception the bubble is going to burst uh, and it's unfortunate to see people lose their businesses like i i never want to see that uh, but at the same time it will make the industry a stronger and more sustainable place because it tells people like like for instance you guys at sidekick you opened with a full kitchen mm-hmm. with a focus on like actual culinary program you will withstand this sort of thing that won't be an issue mm-hmm but breweries like, and, and not to disparage them whatsoever, cause I'm a huge fan of their beer program and their branding, but studio, they opened up with what, like 42 to 48 seats maybe if yeah. that. in a, what I would categorize as kind of a thoroughfare location where like, yeah, you're getting a lot of foot traffic by there, but it's people that are going for runs or people that are going on bike rides or people that are going back and forth from work on the sky train. People aren't like walking through there to like look at shops like stop in somewhere yeah Yeah, they had a a good following but obviously you can't just depend on people walking by and just stumbling upon you without a food program like you can't it's the days of brew it and they will come are are over they're over you have to be something different nowadays um I know it sounds depressing, but it is what it is. It's it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. the nature of the industry at this moment.
3: It's so hard for everyone. But the cost of aluminum, the cost of Everything. all the cogs uh, have skyrocketed through the roof. I mean, yep. malt,
1: for instance, the thing oh that breweries
3: use barley, yeah,
1: for all of their products, almost unless they're making seltzers or something of the sort. Uh, that's gone up astronomically. Hops. Mm-hmm. gone up astronomically Just
3: the excise that we pay yep. uh, compared to the states like our friends on the states well, I'm, what i get envious of of, of them i'm going to go to bellingham down on saturday is like they can use the best ingredients for everything because they other lands right I'm gonna to go to other lands. I'm gonna yeah. go to, to structures. It's the yeah, 8th of anniversary. Of course, i gonna go down there and R&D. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, market research. Exactly. Um, market research. But like they can use the best quality ingredients at all times, no matter what, just because their their tax rate is just so low. Um, yeah. And, and where they get they source it from is 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 right there. Yeah. Not only that, our our housing market and like what
1: all well, the, all the real estate in BC is. I'll go on record and say this: it's organized crime
3: yeah at this period a hundred percent and like i'm imagining breweries like like um i know 33 acres owns four like leases four
1: buildings in that yeah. area yeah. i can only imagine what they're, the they're, conversations the, they're having about like are we going to close some of these yeah. like I, i'm not saying they are going no, to yeah, these conversations just, but uh, it's a very strong possibility and that's just one just sure.
3: pulled to the top of my head i don't know anything about about that but like that's a great location I mean, they
1: the, the alibi room, didn't they? That was Brassneck, wasn't it? Br- uh,
3: Brassneck, yeah. Oh, no. sorry, you said 33. Yeah, 33. But Brass,
1: Brassneck went through a similar thing with the alibi room. Yeah. No. It's, I no Brassneck had anything to do that. Yeah, yeah. same ownership. It's the, but like the leases go up of the interest rates, like we... I mean, you see Callister. Yeah. Callister's closing at the end of this year because of uh, their rates Lease, going up. Yeah. Ben
3: from Dagrad just said that uh, he tweeted um, that he knows like two Vancouver breweries that their lease is going to be up in of this year. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be over... They're going to double it or up, increase by 50%. That's fucking yeah. wild. And so, like, you're dealing with that, the COGS, like, the cost of goods.
1: There's some Port Moody breweries that are going through the same thing right now. Yeah,
3: it's, it's awful. So, like, Port Moody real estate... What's awful for this is that the breweries there and the nightlife caused, the, you know, the housing market to... To boom. To, to boom. Yeah. And even boom during downturns in our, in our market. And now... The people that own those, those those spaces are now going to hike the rents
1: up. Yeah, you gotta pay the piper, essentially, at this point. Yeah. yeah so the so piper a, is a yeah. criminal operating within legalities in British Columbia. 100%. So yep. We'll see how it goes, but I would reckon that in the next three to five years, there's going to be a decent bit of clo- uh, closures. I believe I saw a number from the BC Craft Brewers Guild that said 15 to 20% of BC breweries mm-hmm. Uh, primarily focusing this number on the Lower Mainland and Vancouver specifically are going to close and or consolidate with another brewery within the next uh, five years.
3: Yep. I think what makes it tough for breweries too is that not only do they have to open up with a full kitchen, some great beers, but they also have to stay ahead of the curve and find ways to bring people in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What sets you apart? So like breweries are starting to do uh, live music. They're doing uh, trivia, music bingo, drag shows, whatever they can to bring people in it's like that's a whole I don't think other... that's enough anymore no it's like you not, have no. to start thinking three steps forward because like that's not going to be enough because everyone's going to be doing it yeah. so what's going to set you apart and it's, it's making it difficult for breweries to really stand out I want to open a brewery with a spitz
1: <laughs> that being said though like making it tough around people uh, makes that that cost of entry a little bit higher because you're like, oh, am I going to spend millions of dollars to open this brewery to then just be lost in the crowd? Which more often than not, typically only brings people in that truly believe in their message, which makes the industry stronger. I know it's a very like cynical way of looking at it, but I, I do firmly believe that once the BC beer industry gets past this first bubble burst, it's going to be stronger and better for it. Because you're not going to go into a brewery and have to have like, once again, a meat stick that's been in a jar on the counter for God knows how long. You're going to be able to go in there and actually have a meal and have a beer or two with it. And, so, and how yeah. great
3: is that? To we, we talk about this all the time at Sidekick, just just talking with with folks on our ownership team and uh, talking about like making like our craft like our breweries like accessible for everybody is so so important. Like you can bring your whole family in because we have meals for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to come to sidekick necessarily because you love craft beer. You can like beer or you could like cider or wine. I know everyone has like everyone's offering that, but they, they, people in Chile, they treat us like a restaurant. They treat most of our breweries like a restaurant. We're a whole very different market just because everyone new that's come to the market Mm -hmm. has come with a whole food program because we're generally, we're new other than old Yale and, um, and flashback, we're a new scene and everyone opened with kitchens farmhouse open with kitchens yep. oldio has a great food program field house of course has a great food program like that's just what they expect on the bare minimum yeah yeah um, and i think that's what it's going to be for all the markets going forward and you know what that just costs so much what we have we have i think we have like 50 employees as a, as a year one business and you're talking about events adolfo We're trying to bring people in we always want to try to bring people in. That also has a cost to it. You have to yeah. pay someone to, to, yeah, no, to have so. the brain power to bring these people in. Yeah. And I know, you know that as uh, Adam, as a general manager and and uh, doing yeah. those things, it's 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 hard out there. And yeah, um, everything comes with a cost. So yeah, um, we're just excited to be making good beer and and hopefully great breweries like four winds and then all the, all these people that make great, beer, <laughs> great <laughs> beers. As we're in the, the house that four winds built. Still, still, trying, that. still, still, still haven't figured out my saying, <laughs> um, speaking of great food, uh, did you bring us any pizza? I did not. That I was eat... your one task. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a uh, cold hot <clears throat> chicken on the way here from, from high point liquor store. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, I didn't, you know what? Detroit style pizza doesn't travel. Very no, it well. does not at all. Uh, we are doing, um, we're just launching like Skip the dishes and stuff I was just gonna and I'm, ask like you that. uh troubleshooting the really? ideas of
1: how that's going to hold up. Yeah, so it's it's, it's tough because like that the cheese on the crust, like the way you have to cook it, oh. it doesn't really hold up very well. No, but even as hard, cold pizza, no, and it's like It's not a good day after yeah, pizza. Yeah, no, no, it's not. And I love day after pizza.
3: Yeah. 100%. It's it's you need to eat it there just when that the the, the crust has that like slightly gooeyness still inside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, otherwise, it doesn't really travel very well. So we are doing Skip the Dishes, but only in a very, very tight local region. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, obviously quality concerns with that, but yep. now
3: we're a pizzeria as well. Yep. So, <laughs> we, got, we got a little bit of everything going on. So. My uh, my
1: closing thought to that is it's funny how if you would have come into the BC Beer Industry three to five years ago uh, and said the word brew pub, everyone would look at you like that's a dirty word yeah. and essentially everyone is now a brew pub. Yep. We just don't want to call ourselves a brew pub. Right. Yeah.
3: We're, we call ourselves, we're like, I- internally, we're like, we're either a brew pub or a restaurant that happens to have a production facility. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny how that, that works. That right? isn't
1: built for a brew pub, but we're in a... And someone coming from the States is like, oh, I love brew pubs. What's wrong with a brew pub? Yeah. And then you come to BC and everyone's like, that's basically a dirty word. Don't yeah. say that here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but big, I think that's Big Ridge long... got a lot of flack for being a brew pub. Yeah. I mean, granted they closed down because you know. More or less, their beer wasn't great. There you go. But yeah, that's the model I think of of, of going forward, and, yep. it
3: has to be so. It's mm-hmm. the minimum I think though. No? Mm-hmm. that's what you, you're doing a great job with your food program. and I haven't had a came over and had a burrito. No, hefe. He's took them on off. The menu the R.I.P.
1: R- the smash burger is even off the menu. I didn't even know you guys had a smash burger. It's everything off. everything
2: changes. It'll all be
1: back. That's why you only because you didn't like the recipe yeah, exactly. <laughs> A lot of
2: people did. We'll see. Oh, we're okay. doing oh, dine-out again, though, this year. Tacos so. are good.
1: What are you doing this year for the... Family-style Italian. Okay. Yeah. Are you doing an, an Italian pilsner? Uh, yeah, and oh. a, <laughs> <I> was actually... <laughs> and an <laughs> affogato stout. Affogato stout. stout. Okay. I can yeah. get behind that.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah, full family-style. We're doing fresh pasta, fresh focaccia bread. The whole shebang. So fuck oh, your life. bunch of sides. Yeah, for two and a half weeks. Fuck my life. <laughs> well, actually, three because the prep in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pain. Yeah, it's full, full new menu. None of the old menu is going to be available. So we're just we're going with. I mean, that's the way to go. Up, uh, it's going to be a full like brand new like thirteen course menu. <gasps>
3: Boom. I like that. That's exciting. That's Yeah, exciting. yeah for you. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone. As an Adam. eater. Yeah. As an eater. Yep. All right. Should we Does NFL? That, shall we NFL sports? Should we sports? sports? Do we want to do the week that was?
1: Let's do it.
2: Maybe uh, not every game because we have. Well,
1: there's going to be go a couple over. that we're just going to be like. How about we just not touch on the Chargers Patriots yeah. six six zero? Yeah, it we, we were, I didn't even watch it. I we were live for the game, it. right? <laughs> I watched the first quarter. Yeah, recorded so, the rest. Didn't watch the rest. Um, I just deleted it. All right, so
3: Houston and the Tech. Sorry, the Houston Texans. Houston and the Texans. Houston Texans took on the Broncos and Houston won 22 17, snapping Russell Wilson's five game winning streak and mm-hmm. losing Tank Dale in the process. Oof, that's a rough yeah. one. That is a no bueno. Uh, CJ Stroud has looked um, decidedly okay the last two weeks.
1: Nico Collins' owners
3: in fantasy are salivating right now. <laughs> Nico Collins look good. If, if they're. If that offense can keep going without Tank Dell, like I think they're a lock to win the the South, even though they're a game behind. Yeah, Whoa. they have they play the Titans twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, going down the stretch, like the Tank Dell is 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 huge it's a loss. Yeah, big big yeah. loss. But but I think uh, Noah Brown is good enough to just band-aid that hole for yeah. temporary. Uh, Nico Collins obviously has stepped up huge. Who's a running back now? Because Devin Singletary did not look good the last two games.
1: Damian Pierce finally got to the end zone.
3: Yeah, but yeah. he still doesn't. He look just good looks better. like such a. Plotter, you just got a committee. You, yeah, you just got a committee. The, you you just got, got a yeah. yeah. You got a Devin. Situational. Singletary. <laughs> Whoever looks better on <laughs> that Pierce. day.
2: I think this all depends on the news you get from Trevor Lawrence. What do you mean? I no mean, one. They they haven't said that he's not starting next week yet. So it's a high ankle sprain, but.
1: The Texans what? playing the Jaguars next I don't know.
2: No, I'm just saying for in terms, you sorry, you in terms of the, the division. division. In oh, terms of the Texans playing the division. You
1: gotta, uh, Adolfo and I so, yeah, got like very confused. Like, eh. yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence does not play for Jacob the Texans. Knew. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob no, yeah. Jacob Half the table understood. Half the table was very confused.
3: Uh, then we follow it up with an absolute snoozer. I'm just going to kind of glance by it. Chargers one 6 nothing. Uh yeah. We move on. No. The Detroit Lions and the New Orleans Saints. Uh Lions won thirty-three to twenty
1: eight. I thought this was gonna be an absolute fucking blowout.
3: Well it
2: basically was. That was the, the score does not
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't reflect the actual game. But I thought it was I thought this was gonna get real ugly. Like borderline well, Dolphins broadcast.
3: Yeah. Um what I am taking away a lot from the last couple of weeks. James Winston Comeback Player of the Year. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> finally I, finally I might finally actually get right this year. <laughs> you know what? Being on this podcast. I think the king of hot takes has been Adam so far. He's oh, been yeah. banging on some <laughs> real good hot takes. <laughs> I don't think Nick has hit one, but the Jameis Winston comeback player of the year as yeah, soon as Carl went well, so I, is the I year. said
1: on air, I'm picking him every year until he wins <laughs> yeah. or retires. Yeah. He's,
3: he's slinging it, man. Olave owners, I'm an Olave owner. I'm loving it. as soon as Carl gets out of the game. Let's go. That's true. Um, but my big takeaway from the last, let's say, four weeks for the Lions is their defense is not... Not looking high. Uh, They gave up 29 to the Packers. They gave up 26 to the Bears. They gave up 38 to the Chargers. Um, They gave up 38 to the Ravens. And then they just gave up 28 to the Saints. So um, that's not not ideal. There's got to be something going on there. They're going to lose the division to the Packers. As far as, as, and they might, I don't think I would have believed you three weeks
1: ago.
3: <laughs> no. But um, Jordan Love has figured are. it out. He knows who it to say to. Have been, yeah.
1: uh, I still think the Lions are going to win that division.
3: I think if
2: I think the Lions are going to be a first round out. I was going to say, if they make the playoffs, they don't win a game. I don't trust that defense for anything. I still don't trust Jared Goff. Throws I, a, throws a nice ball, but...
1: I think it's a blip. It's been, what, two weeks where he's not I, been good, and the rest, I, rest of his tenure in Detroit has been... What about the defense? I mean, I don't trust what them. What about the defense? I don't, I don't, I don't trust them. They're, they're, I, don't th- I don't think
3: they're the worst. They're a front four bust situation. Their yeah. their their front four gets the quarterback, or they, they or or bust. or they're getting gashed for for a ton
1: of yards. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, then we got the game that fucking murdered me. Uh, the Cardinals beating the Steelers. Who fucking saw that <laughs> game? No one.
1: twenty uh, four Definitely not me.
3: Uh, I, I don't even want to say. Apparently, Kyler Murray's back. Maybe. No, I think With the Steelers back. are just
2: shit. That's also, <laughs> that also, also true. true. Yeah. They also lost to the Patriots a mere... I'm sorry, two they scored 10 two hours points, ago.
1: points on the Cardinals' defense. Correct? Yeah, yeah. It was 24-10? Yeah. Cardinals' defense is fucking terrible. They're at
3: pupukaga. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons <laughs> beat the Jets in what can only be okay. des- described we, as a slobber. What are we talking about this game? We, um, we don't. Amazing game.
1: What was the score? 13-8. My, <laughs> my only
2: question is why is Desmond Rinder still starting?
1: No one knows. I can chuck them hiney boys. Arthur Smith. And <laughs> the then we list.
3: have quite possibly one of the most entertaining games <laughs> on the slot. Uh, and I didn't think this going into it. The Colts take on the Titans and sneak out a three-point win, 31-28. Minshew magic, hey. Eh? Minshew Min Min magic. Shoe magic. Our, Tell us your thoughts and feelings on this. Our special teams coordinator, Joshua Ackerman, gets canned after the you game. Were, <laughs> I after, <mean> after, <laughs> after the two blocked punts. Did he actually? They did. Nobody blocked anyone. Nobody blocked him. We lost our best player on the team, Ryan Stonehouse, for the season. Um, the punter shout out Ryan Stonehouse, <laughs> but he broke Sammy Baugh's like sixty year punting record last year. He's an absolute machine. <coughs> he's the only reason we win the games. To be honest, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Um, which which unfortunately Derrick Henry heard that went down. He's he's the goat. And Derek Henry went down, but he escaped concussion protocol. He escaped concussion yeah. protocol. <laughs> he's going to be playing next week. Uh, two touchdowns in one half. Thank you Adolfo for trading me Derek Henry. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, he had hundred yards and two TDs in one half. Um, you know what it was a win for us because honestly we want a better draft pick yeah. so it was a win-win it was rough t- to watch um, us fall apart that's not the team that the Titans usually are usually the teams are, the Titans we, we scrap out some kind of win against a team yeah. we're supposed to lose yeah. against and then we lose against every bad team imaginable <laughs> <laughs> um, so far but that, that's okay for us better draft pick um, yeah well, while we have you here, just quickly, uh, who are you looking at personally in the draft? Like, who would who's your ideal? I I think uh, Marvin just, Harrison Jr. I was gonna say Marvin Harrison <laughs> yeah. Jr. only because the the way that we we have uh, Hopkins for the next year, Henry's probably gone. We have the most cap space in of any team yeah. next year, huh. uh, by far. Uh, Tan will be off the books. Henry will be off the books. We have so much cap space. Um, we need get to get protection. We, mm-hmm. we need an offensive line. We can I think we can get the interior O-line fixed. Um, not Skronsky, that I know he's a big fan. I of. love Skronsky. Yeah. Um, he's been solid, but the rest of the O-line is awful. We need a center. We can fit, shore that up in free agency. Mm-hmm. We need to get this guy some weapons, man. This guy can... Sl- Levis can... Sl- Le man can sling the mailman can The mailman. Get this guy some weapons. He's kind of a turd in there. Like, he's not really... <laughs> he, he doesn't have the mobility, but he... If he you give him time... He has, uh, I think, the second-highest A-dot like average depth of target in, in the league. The man just looks downfield and just chucks it up. Oh, uh, does he ever. You just see Hop just tossing his arm up in triple coverage. <laughs> and he, he's, he'll throw it, man. Um, get him some more talent outside. I'm sorry, Traylon. He's just always hurt. Yeah, he, he can't hold on the ball. Even Chig, who had a great last year, uh, Chigazimo Conquo, he can't hold on to the ball to save his life. He's too inconsistent, I find. He'll have a real nice catch-and-run, and then all of a sudden he's like... He, drops it. You know, He's phenomenal after the catch. He just can't catch them. All. <laughs> um, that part. Um, is step different. one. Yeah. yeah. So getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. at like at number but, four, or number that'd three, that'd be, that'd would be, be awesome. Get, get this guy some weapons. Rebuild, <sighs> rebuild the rest of the team. I would like I to think see. <laughs> I think that's reaching. I think he goes top two. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, It's going to be know. tough to to grab him. If, if we, we gotta don't, we got to trade up. We got to go left tackle. Um, I'm not sure the tackles in the draft. Joe Alt would be one of the guys I think, and then I can't remember who the other guy is. But he had. We went over it because he had a we difficult did. to say name. Anyways, I'm left tackle would be good, or Marvin Harrison Jr. I think would be dope. I 100%. think.
1: Where are you guys looking at right now in terms of the drafting? Where you projected to fall? Uh, I think right now we're
3: we're four. Right okay. Really that low? Yeah, we're. We I don't four see wins. Marvin
1: Harrison. <laughs> Jr.
3: He's going not falling four. to four. No. Yeah. You never know. Crazier things have happened. I didn't think Jalen Rager would get ahead of JJ. So <laughs> We're fifth. Here we are. Fifth. Yeah. There you go. All right, right. Next game is a real quick one. The Dolphins.
2: Yeah, if he, if, sorry. If if the Panthers or Patriots, as it stands right now, don't take Marvis Harrison Jr., he's definitely going to Arizona. Yeah. But we we, 100%. Play,
3: we have such a tough schedule coming up. We play, play Texans twice. We play Miami this week. Oof. We're not going to win another
1: game. No. I don't think this year. We yeah, put I'm a still win What What's your guys' record at the moment? Four, Four and eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it's that good. I think I predicted you wow. guys go seven and ten if I'm not correct. and yeah. eleven or seven and 12,
3: right. two. I'm surprised that we um, didn't win more games. It's just our, we tried to shore up our O line. We brought in Dillard in the offseason. No one really cares as much about Titans football, but we brought in Dillard, who is the softest man of all, time, <laughs> uh, to play left tackle. And <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely terrible. We we brought in a six six round rookie this year. Uh, the last game, uh, Jalen Duncan. CBS caught him crying after the game. Poor guy, young young kid, 21, uh, really emotional. He was upset at the loss, but he he cares and he looked way better than Dillard did. You, do, I mean, you do need people to give a fuck. You, you like know? seeing that though. Yeah. Like
1: you have to be professional, but at the same time, like you do like seeing the passion behind it.
3: Oh, Vrabel was all about it. He was yeah. like, man, I Vrabel is this guy very cares. much a passion
1: forward coach. Yeah. Like. Football guy. Yeah. Big time.
3: All right, Dolphins absolutely taking it to the Commanders, 45 to 15. Not much to say there. I think you kind of expect that from uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, they'll they'll it beat. It they'll beat those teams. Uh, the next game was uh, the Panthers and the Bucks. Bucks win 21-18. Mike Evans, another thousand yard season.
0: Consecutive, looks ten so consecutive.
3: He looked fucking good. Yeah. He is unreal. I wish.
2: I mean, he did. Is he the best receiver to come into the NFL in the last twenty years? The
1: best receiver,
2: yeah,
1: most consistent. I'd Andy. say the most consistent. I think yeah. he is just I, he's, he's gonna be a first ballot hall of famer, right? Like he's doing I think this so.
3: with Baker Mayfield yeah. as quarterback, too. He did it with Jameis, <laughs> he hasn't had great quarterbacks, but he's had quarterbacks that are willing hey, to throw it. Don't 20- disparage Jameis, yeah, soon to be comeback
1: player of the <laughs> yeah. year. Tom Brady in 20 years.
3: I think the conversation is Randy Moss, uh, Julio Jones, and and Mike Evans. Like, I don't really think there's anyone else in that conversation. Especially at that size. Antonio Brown in his prime.
2: This is <laughs> it's obviously going to come off as a, a homer
1: mm-hmm. pick, but like, I feel like Mike Evans and Keenan Allen to a certain extent are kind of in the same realm in terms of like wide receivers that are is this, like is this elite, the same elite talent, like but they don't Zach get talked about. They don't get talked to. I'm sorry. Do you not think Keenan Allen is an elite wide receiver? I
2: don't think he's in the same conversation as Mike Evans. I, I
1: would take Mike Evans over Keenan Allen. Yeah, I just
3: dis, I disagree. And this is this is supposed to be Keenan Allen in his like twilight years. And yeah, the, the man's still catching 18 passes for 220. That's because he's the only one to throw to. When Guyton is your third wide receiver, yeah. I mean, you, you can throw Oxford it to Quinton Johnson. He terrible. just won't catch it. Yeah, yeah, he had a good game. Though. <laughs> Stone hands. Right. Uh, yeah. Then we got the Rams absolutely trouncing the Browns, which I did not see coming because the Browns generally have a good defense. Hot takes, man. You're always uh, nice. hot takes. This fucking guy. He called the Packers over the Chiefs too. What a, what a machine. Yep. Uh, then we got... So this game surprised me. Only because of the blowoutness of it. Blowoutness.
1: Blowoutness. The, blow uh, the
3: 49ers absolutely spanked the Eagles, 42-19. I thought this game was gonna be closer, especially after the way it started. Um, but fuck, did the Niners' offense look good? uh, our, uh
2: I think I was gonna ask this because I think it's just a, a good conversation now. Because there's what six teams at nine and three now, mm-hmm. and the lone Eagles at ten and two. So My question is Who is the best team in the NFL and why is it the 49ers?
1: I mean, <laughs> the best all around team. Yeah, yeah, they are the best all around team. I want to see Brock Purdy win. I the think MVP they're the best team well. in the NFL. Yeah. I My, want to see Mr. Irrelevant I'm win that, an MVP. I'm having a really hard time thinking of anyone else. I, I couldn't come to the Hot
3: Takes podcast without a hot take. All right, oh, all right. please. But if, you know, the Buffalo Bills have a tough. Stretch here at six and six, but they have a tough stretch of games going going in their last last few games here. If yeah. they squeak in the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl this year, and they you think go, like, the Buffalo Bills momentum essentially beat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl this year? Ooh. Oh, I like that. Ooh. It's good. They're going to have a heck. of They okay, have. I can't a of, argue against it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I think what will really. Um, hmm. Uh, tell us, really telling will be the Cow, uh, the Cowboys Eagles game this week. Yeah, um, but the Niners seem to be in a class of their own. I know a couple weeks ago we yeah. were like, oh, are the Niners washed? Yeah. Yeah, as know. They, yeah, 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 how quickly things change. Yes, um, but I think a couple of weeks ago we were looking at the Niners without uh, big Trent Williams, without Debo, who apparently makes a huge difference in their blocking, um, and they were missing one other player. But now that they got their full complement, like that offense is is full and
2: I think we'd be having a different conversation if that game was like super close and yes. Sam Friend won on like a last-second field goal mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they shit—they shit all over down. them. That was Like that it was, wasn't close, was close from this first snap.
1: No. All right, then we Before go. You move on. I just want to touch real quick back on the Mike Evans. going to bring some stats go. to try and prove. His uh, no, I'm just saying, like they're closer than you guys make them out to be. Uh, Games. So, Mike Evans has played 149 career regular season games, Keenan Allen 138. Uh, Receptions, Keenan Allen has the decided edge with 898 compared to Evans 744. And then uh, Mike Evans has more receiving yards and more touchdowns. Uh, So, So Mike Evans has 11,437 receiving yards yards and 91 touchdowns. And Allen has 10,462 and 59.
3: He does more with less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we look at stats, then DeAndre Hopkins has better stats than both of those folks. DeAndre yeah. just passed nine hundred receptions last game. Yeah. So him and Keenan Allen, and then D Hop has more yards than both of them. Hmm. I don't even know why we didn't even throw D Hop in that conversation. And I yeah. wasn't even thinking about it. And the guy had to be honest, who is his best quarterback? Matt Schaub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kyler <Yeah>. Murray. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's three for five thousand yards. Yeah, fuck, That's yeah. It, yeah.
1: That is absolute insanity. Yeah, that's absolute crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, the more you know. The more you
3: know. <laughs> uh, the Packers defeat the Chiefs in a game that uh, what the fuck? Only one of us saw coming. Forbes. Oh, <laughs> Forbes too. Adam, with confidence, said the Packers win this game, and they're like against the spread. And he said, no, no straight, no, straight up. up, straight up, straight up. Hmm.
2: Um, what is, or who is, who or what is Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill?
3: Didn't he win a
1: Super Bowl without him? He did, but... And an MVP? And an MVP. It's just like... I still think he's a top-tier quarterback. No, he Top is, three. but like, there's... I mean, he's throwing to, like, okay. folks like Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. This is where this bothers me. It's 2019 Ryan Tannehill.
3: 2022. Ryan Tannehill was throwing to Nick Westbrook-Ikina as their number one receiver. <laughs> Does he get any of this leeway that Patrick Mahomes gets? Oh, no, because he doesn't have a Super Bowl card? or but two. He was t- he was top three in A dot. He was top three in in accuracy and completion percentage. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe it's Mahomes' fault.
2: I think that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. It's like he's. Like having a down year. Well, he's not having he's not having a Mahomes year for sure. No. Yeah, and it's just like something's. It feels like something's going stale. Which is kind of why I like your hot take because I don't think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now. So what I think it it is the Chargers, Ravens, Ravens, (laughs) Dolphins, and Bills. Ravens, Dolphins, and Bills. (laughs) I I think the big problem for for
3: Mahomes right now (laughs) is they're trying to go that Bill Belichick way of let's just give him a bunch of. Mediocre receivers, and if he's anywhere near as good as Tom Brady, he'll make chicken salad out of chicken shit. But he still has Kelsey, who now is aging, and isn't the same player he was before. Yeah, because he's distracted by Swift Pussy. Correct. Yes. Fastest. The fastest. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, irregardless of the the Taylor Swift, like he is slowing down. Fastest Pussy episode title. (laughs) I mean probably not if you want to but yeah I think I think you've got an aging aging Travis Kelsey
2: all jokes aside I think that's making a difference
3: I'm not kidding the Swift yeah oh fuck yeah if you don't think he's distracted by it you're nuts you got reports saying that he's he's gonna be hanging up quick one two years he's already talking about it like he's not talking about it if he's not distracted by, by one Swift mania yeah after putting her on the map She was was a nobody beforehand. Right, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. No one (laughs) one knew who she was. No one had ever heard of her. Kelsey and Kanye West just put put her on the map.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I actually forgot about that part. The latter half of that, I completely forgot about it. Oh, my God. Love it though. (laughs) But I do agree. I do agree that
3: this is a down year for, for Mahomes, and he's not...
2: He's not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, here. something's just going stale This there right now nope. is what I was... I, and
3: hey, first season without the enemy.
1: So I do remember, I believe it was our NFL season predictions episode. I remember asking if you guys thought that maybe Mahomes purposely alienated other star players because he wanted the center of attention on him. Now that you are seeing this kind of thing happening, is that point more valid or do you guys still disagree with it? I like still you. Not don't think he is. you don't yeah. think he wants like a star running back, star wide receiver because he wants to be able to be like I did this with. No, as you said, chicken shit into chicken salad. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I don't really think unless he, he strikes I, me as that ego kind of guy though. Unless, like, I would rather like like Tom Brady was like Tom Brady is like, inarguably one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback to ever play the game, because he was so. Egocentric that he didn't want other big names around him, and he made bad players look good.
3: So the reason I I do disagree with that only because Tom Brady was more than happy to bring on AB with a one brain cell. He wanted Randy Moss. He wanted Randy
1: Moss at that point wasn't prime. No, but that was
3: he was still a name. That that was a big name to bring in. Um, I think a lot of what happened there. Yeah, uh, I think a big part of it is, is Bill Belichick just doesn't or Kraft doesn't want to spend money. Yeah. Right? I'm just
1: drawing a parallel there. Um, but I think... I'm just curious if you guys thought there was any more I don't think so, but I, I think
3: it, we don't really know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes, right? Like, unless he's going to to the GM being like, just give give me whoever the fuck off the street and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um. But right, like, Pacheco's good. Pacheco's a good up-and-coming running back and I don't... He runs have it,
1: very angry. Violently. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> the man puts his head down and just runs at people. I actually have seen him open field run at people. Why? Don't know. He Why needs not? to get healthy because he's. Yeah. And without without and him, fine. he missed quite two practices this week, not, and I need him for fantasy. Not the move. Uh, before moving on, let's yeast. Hold on, oh, let's finish the week and we, then yeast. We've got yeah, how, how many more? One. Oh, okay. Well, then let's finish hurry it up. Nope. Then we have got <laughs> the Bengals.
3: Big Jake Browning from yeah. Washington University taking he on good. the Jaguars. Uh, lots Angles, of story, lots of story Angles took it's that of story. one,
1: 34-31. Joe Mixon finally turned up. He did. Uh, because he had to. Because he had to, yes. Yeah. I mean, Jake Browning did look good. I thought well, he, did. he, he what, turned what, up, too. He threw yeah. just shy of 400. Yeah, like three eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, like
3: and like eighty out. over 80% completion. Yep. I can't yeah. believe it's they went out
1: there. It's and, like 32 and for 37 her. or something like that. Yeah, let him
3: throw the ball like 38, 37 times. He had some nice, nice balls, too. Yeah. yeah, he had some nice it balls. Does. He had some nice balls. Yeah. Um, Chase Chase is relevant, which is good. A lot of Chase owners out there, were gonna close her up and say fuck it. But uh, he looks good out there. Yeah.
1: T Higgins. Hmm. That Not division so still is the the toughest division by far because you thought the Bengals were out of it, and now they do that, and it's. There's I like, mean,
3: I think the reason people thought they were out of it is because no one's seen Jake Browning. It's in terms of the quality NFL, teams, I right? should. Uh, well, like you have or three today. three of the top six, seven defenses in that division, and then you have the Bengals D, yeah. but like that offense, and it's yeah. you have the Steelers that just win random yep. games, yeah, yep. for no reason. The but Tomlin
1: way, yeah, Tomlin effect, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, shall we east? Let's east. Who wants to go first?
1: I think you should because yeah. you're talking, okay. I that's I do, my, I my do a lot of the talking. I have, my own
3: two, I have two more beverages if you wanted to partake. I don't know if you want to do one more. Yep. Uh, I
1: mean, I'm I at can, my own house, so yeah, I can... Like, yeah, I have to drive. So. I'll go, take yeah. one more.
3: I have <laughs> a, a maple bourbon breakfast out. As we talked about clean beer, mm-hmm. I have the dirtiest of beers. Um, we have that with a beer from Smoking Gun, and then we have a hazy double IPA from uh, that is not released yet. It's coming out in two weeks. I would request... Well, we can do different mm-hmm. We can do different ones. Can we sample yeah. each other's? So? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I'd request the maple
3: stout, and I'd like to take a can of that sure. hazy. Yeah, so would I. Um, I'm, I'm personally gonna go with a, and I. Who's the guy that hates our our yeasties? Michael Zampragno. Mike What's Zampragno.
2: Seven, Listen seven, up,
3: bud. Seven, seven seven five. I don't know if he hates. Stop how, with the ten decimal points.
1: I, I, he because, only hates it because we don't have any defined structure behind well, it, and he is an accountant
3: by trade. So this beer is fucking tasty. Accountants don't know numbers. No, they don't. <laughs> not at all. They, they, <laughs> they have um, nothing to do with it. For a beer that exists but doesn't exist, especially in, in it's our made world up, beer, but it's real. Actually, um, it's fucking tasty. It's got the right amount of sweetness, and it does. It embodies the snug warmth of the winter season. Um,
2: Roxanne. I get, sorry. <laughs> I get
3: the cinnamon. I get the vanilla. It's fucking delicious. Yoink.
2: What's this one? Oh, that's your wife's name.
1: That's why I grabbed it.
2: Nice.
1: Bad, Bad influence. No. Yep.
2: I like this can, too. Yeah. Sorry, we're, 7, 7, we're interrupting your yeasty. I'm, I Sorry. apologize.
1: Yeah. Finish your yeasty before Bye. you walk away. 775. 775. I thought you were still talking. Yeah, oh, with the stupid
2: coming. 10 decimals. You're making uh, up your own scale like Dave Portman. I'll go right next.
3: Um, I would have more of these beers is what I'm saying.
1: I really like how clean this is. When I saw licorice root and cinnamon and vanilla, I thought... Yeah, it's probably going to be, like, clean-ish because it's a lager, but it's not going to be, like, crispy. It's still not, like, a crispy boy, quote-unquote, which I don't think is the aim for this beer. Uh, The licorice root is, like, there, but it's pretty subtle, and I like that Mm -hmm. because licorice, when it takes over, is... Terrible in so beer, we, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: we, we, we made it for. It's funny because Andreas says we need to add more licorice, but we made it for the North American palate. Yeah. Uh, so the actual beer itself had way more licorice in it. We you just get the on the finish a little bit of licorice. Yeah, here. it's you, it's
1: subtle, but it's it's that's the right amount, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh-huh. I have a question
3: about the licorice. Is it black licorice? It's. uh I saw it with my own eyes, and I have no idea the difference. I'm not <laughs> Master Chef. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think know licorice
1: that. root is just like the root, the root of the actual plant. Yeah. Yeah. I think black licorice is like a candy of sorts. Yeah, so we had I mean, that's a, not actually uh, but like okay. yeah, licorice black licorice is a taste like licorice
2: root is would be the ingredient. Yeah, black yes. licorice is like the, what would a it product. taste more like? Uh, fennel, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it has
3: like a light bitterness and and earthiness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. but I, we you do get that at the. I'm end. pretty sure we soaked the cinnamon sticks in or vanilla and then yeah, yeah. that in makes in sense that cause way. like the vanilla is there
1: as well but you it's not like it well again, super sweet yeah. cause like a lot of times like when beers use vanilla it almost comes off as people using like lactose Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't get that in this it's yeah. still super clean
3: we wanted to be so light handed on it still allow it to be like a yeah, crispy it's, it's all about balance yeah. right yeah. like
1: that's the name of the game especially like you were saying earlier like your market your demographic Yeah, it's balance it's drinkability yeah it's, uh, and I think it's supremely drinkable for a beer that has those kinds of ingredients in it. Uh, I would have multiple of those. Yep. Sitting by a little campfire. Nice and cozy. Ooh, yeah. uh, Ooh, yeah. 8.3. Oh, baby. I, funny. I really like that.
3: That's
2: exactly the score that was in so my you head.
3: You guys give me shit for 7.75. <laughs> you guys go 8.3. Yeah, because you went to because it's a normal decimal decimal point.
2: point. You went an extra decimal point. You may as well just go seven, seven, or seven eight. eight.
3: Sig figs, man.
2: Figure out your (laughs) mind. Um, (laughs) As soon as you asked for easy score, actually eight three was what came into my head. Um, Super crushable. I think it's one of the better winter beers I've had. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is because like a
2: lot of winter beers kind of have that like kind of Tootsie Roll mm-hmm. kind of flavor. Yeah. I like that it's yeah. not a chocolate beer. And I like that it's not really like that. I kind of, my very first sip, I kind of got the Tootsie Roll thing. Yeah. yeah. But then, as I drank it, warmed up, it's, the licorice came through, which is really nice. It's, it's very well balanced. So, did you get a
1: hold of the yeast strain that is like the Tuborg origin yeast? Uh no. Or is it the apperski from WHC Labs? Uh, we might have used that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I I just love this beer
3: as well. Like, I think it's our second, my second favorite beer that we've ever made, and and. It's, it was, I told Andreas, I'm like, I'm so excited that you gave this because we would never have thought of this beer. Yeah, no. But that's
1: the be- that's the beauty of this. It's like a lot of people, when they think about beer, they don't think of it as a culinary thing, but it is very much like being a chef. It's, it's oh, yeah. very culinary focused and like, uh, everyone just doing, you know, the four base ingredients and trying to reinvent the wheel. It, it gets boring after a while. Mm-hmm. Like you can throw as many hops as you want into something and yeah, it's gonna taste good, but yeah. it's boring. Yeah. And seeing a, a lager like this, like a, essentially what, a Vienna Lager base recipe. Yeah, more essentially or less? it's mm. it's
3: very similar. We have a Vienna lager on top and we yeah, joke on like it's a lightly spiced version of our Yeah, Vienna
1: exactly. Lager. And then you see mm. licorice root, cinnamon and vanilla, and you think, Oh, this is gonna be too much and it's like you said, a, a winter it's like a winter ale. It's not even a winter warmer. Yeah. It's so but crispy. It's very it's good. A, it's, Lager. Yeah.
2: Are you going to yeast your own beer?
3: No, I can't do that. That's that. <laughs> That's yeah, extra yeah, good. What would Mish have to say but about that? But second favorite. Yeah. What, what's is your first? My first is a, another style that doesn't exist, but some that this is our Bavarian IPA. Okay. Oh, well, that is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's, that, was that was a, a good beer. Accuracy. I love that Cool. cool. Not, fi- not so circle ball fillets, hey? No, no. Is it Mish or Mish? It's Mish. Mish. Mash. Okay. But everyone calls them Mish. Mish.
1: Mitch. I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name.
3: I think it's Michelle. Is, is. Mish. Okay, Mish. Uh, yeah.
2: So Mish. we're we're diving into two separate ones now. Yes. Both of us picked two different ones, so tell us
3: both. A little bit of both? Yeah, I know we had talked a lot about clean beer, and then I brought some dirt, <laughs> d- d- dirty dogs. <laughs> dirty dogs. Um, Who's Roxanne? Crack- a little firecracker. Roxanne, Roxanne does not exist. In. Okay. Um, Roxanne is just like Yeehaw, fuck the I, law. I was like, can we just do something like it's a breakfast out, right? So, you know, early morning. Someone <laughs> someone who, you know, that friend that's just that go-getter a type personality gets up and, you know, starts the day. Yeah, Roxanne definitely goes on hikes. Oh, hundred percent. And and so we we loaded, I think, like 60, 65 liters of, of maple syrup in here. So there's a ton of syrup. That uh, must have
2: been expensive.
3: Yeah, this is our most expensive beer we've ever made. Holy <laughs> shit. I uh, uh, checked out. Yeah. Maple, um,
2: so. maple syrup, it may as well be
3: gold yeah, 100%. at this point. It's insane. It's, it, it was expensive. We had even more expensive ones that we had in mind and we didn't use. Um, we we <laughs> used um, organic cacao nibs from a place that we used that we put these cacao nibs in our um, our dark lager ones oh, um, from a Maca, uh, MCow. Um, when you use Smoking Gun? Smoking Gun, the same. Uh, Shut up. Same coffee. Brandon, Brandon. is
1: fantastic. They're Beauty. awesome. Their staff come to our, all of our trivia nights every Monday. Oh, yeah. Brandon but, makes fantastic roast. Like, fresh pots. It, yeah, fresh pots. Same coffee that you, pots. Use, we use in this. Oh, you still use the Yirgacheffe? Yes, Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Um, and then we love that. That's honestly, like to this day, is my favorite roast i've oh, ever had awesome. i
3: love living right near them i just have to yeah it's fantastic i
1: actually miss smoking gun like uh not to say that they're not good but they're not smoking gun to me uh i've been getting timber train uh mm. since i worked in port moody it's like a fantastic roastery they have great roast, but like there's something that brandon's doing with his coffee that is just next level yeah mm-hmm.
3: i i completely agree yeah, I, I love their stuff. So we. we so use, the,
1: this beer has Yorgachev. Yeah, yeah. So Adolfo, we, this
2: beer is going to give you a half chub. Yeah. We turn yeah. just smell this. We turn okay. this.
3: Uh, we turn it into. Either, I believe Mr turned it into the cold brew. And then, don't taste uh, it. Like a tincture oh. of sorts. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, a boatload of coffee. Yeah. Look, he's already the the one thing. He just went I'm from six to midnight. From like oh, a production oh,
1: standpoint, is yeah. oh. this beer pours <laughs> a nice thick head, and it actually has like head retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that yeah, was that's, something that's when all it, things that's happening to a dolphin right yeah. now. Full his head, his head, head, head full is retended. retended. <laughs> yeah, his head uh, is pretended. The uh, the first thing I thought about when I was oh. making a coffee IPA is like head retention because coffee has such a high oil content. Yeah, uh, and oil for those who don't know, oil kills head retention. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you don't like your oil with your heads being unretended. What about lube? Do you like yeah. lube with your head? Uh, and this doesn't seem to have that issue. We so were actually Obviously, the, co- the cold brew method seems to be the way. Yeah, we, I, for reference, for those who are also producing beer or interested in it, I uh, did a medium course grind on the, this exact roast and then conditioned the beer on it for like 30 hours and yeah. then kegged it out from there. Which
3: was wonderful. Why it was so nice and subtle and awesome yeah. and fruity. It was, yeah. it was such a delight. I was very beer. happy with that beer. Um, this thing is very, very sweet. Um, has yeah, has some rye in it. A little splash of rye, lots of maple syrup. There's also uh, bourbon. Flaked
1: and, or malted rye. I don't
3: know. Okay. Uh mesh, it's gonna be malted rye. Okay. Um, and then we condition on oak chips, so just you give that a little bit of oak character. Mm. Uh, as it warms up, it's an absolute ride of a, a, a sip. It's so sweet, mapley up front. You get that coffee notes, and then it just fades into this oaky, nice.
1: Another question bitterness. for you. Yeah. What? American or French oak. Or another varietal. Ooh. I have no idea. I'm asking you questions that only the brewer would know. Yes, I have no <laughs> idea. I could pull
3: up the brew sheet right now, but I have no idea. Um and then for our other beer is bad so we're trying to go a little bit more. We were very, very wholesome for our sidekicks, but we realized that's not fair to the people in your life that are, you know, maybe this is bad influence, Alex. Doesn't mean that they can't be your go-to sidekick, you know. Everyone needs, you know. My wife. <laughs> My
2: wife. I feel like she's not a bad influence. I feel yeah. like you're the bad influence on her. One hundred and ten
1: percent. I've
3: heard stories about Alex on the uh, at the hockey rink.
1: So yeah, when she gets on the ice, oh, she turns into yeah, a. I'm sure she's a different person. She's not. I wouldn't say she's Brad Marchand, but she toes the line. <laughs> <laughs> she toes the line. She. So I'm gonna put her on blast on this, and I know she I doesn't listen. Uh, in her college career. Uh, one game against a university called St. Scholastica, she got really pissed off at this girl that I think was like maybe 6'3", 6'4", defenseman. I mean, my wife is one <laughs> on stilts. Uh, not big. Got so pissed at her that in the handshake line, everyone's like shaking hands, being sportsman-like. She uppercuts this person in the sternum and drops them and then just nonchalantly skates away. <laughs> didn't even, no one saw, no one noticed it. This girl was like on the ice and she just skated away. (laughs) Incredible. um, Bad influence, Alex. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to my wife. She's way tougher than I am. Shout out to Alex. Um, Yeah.
3: (laughs) But like, those people in your life, you know, they're still, uh, they're still your sidekick. Doesn't matter if they're a troublemaker, they're, you know, a cozy Andreas. Um, Sometimes
1: it's good to challenge yourself, right? Yeah, you gotta have, a the, little, gotta have a little firecracker. What's the story behind
3: life? the like? I think they just pizza like, <laughs> bike. <laughs> it does look like a pizza bike. I don't know. It looks like there's firecrackers. I think the to, firecrackers are exploding. Yeah, mm. attached to the bike, and yeah. people are driving away. Yeah. There, I thought it was a pizza with a bunch of hot dogs. That's on what it. I thought. Too. So oh, no. This one comes out in two weeks. This one is just um, we use an ex, a new HBC ten nineteen. They'll Peaches then. and cream, baby. Yeah, that's this one. So it's uh Peaches and Cream. It's full fuzzy peach action in this. We had to put a splash of mosaic in there. Um the, I think the only thing that Mish would want if we brew this thing again is to have a little bit more body. Uh, our Jair, our hazy IPA that we won uh OBC Beer Award for has a nice big full body. And this one is a little a little thinner, but is actually I'd be very so interested delicious.
1: to know where this finished
3: gravity wise. Uh, in
2: the brewery. Oh that's I okay.
3: can yes. I can I can find it on my brew sheet while well, you partake in the beverage. So, well, cheers. Cheers. Should um, we clink? Clink. Shall Let's we clink. clink? Dink it. And so-, so this uh, bad influence is dangerous because it's an eight and a half, and I've been having a few sip-roos here, and um, she don't taste it. <laughs> that's why it's, all, that's why it's a bad it. influence as well. That right there is a fucking heavenly f- beer. Fuck. There's <laughs> another one in the fridge, right? Like I'm gonna take that home. Yeah, I brought a bunch in. I brought a uh, um, Lord Barleycorn from from our friends at Strange Foes. There, uh, oh, I grabbed a pack. Uh, had a no. little, little uh, midday session, had a little pint there, and grabbed a pack for you, you folks for having me. And look at that, that's a little gift. This for is the kind of there. this is the kind of guest we need. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it a lot.
2: All right, Shall we get into next week' prediction? Yeah, let Let's
3: me do just it. Uh, quickly post this here. Get your hot I, uh, takes ready. Ugh, I, got my hot I
1: takes. just took a, a wee sip Whoa. of the uh, Roxanne. This is one of those beers where, like, obviously you wouldn't have like multiple right. of these. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't speak for everyone. Some people would. Yep. I wouldn't personally. I would. Uh, <laughs> but I would gladly sit there and just like sip on a pint of this and just like chill out like this is very very good this one beer that I, I bring up quite often is um, uh, the Heist the Maple Stout from Cannery Brewing mm-hmm. and that's like one mm-hmm. of the one of the beers that's like it just hit perfectly for me and this beer is giving me notes of that a lot yeah alright
3: we I, I I drank five different coffee stouts from different breweries this year and I drain poured all of them Oh. Uh, that's how much I dislike coffee beers. And I it's, think that's just me thing.
1: It's it's hmm. difficult to get that balance because like people use really dark roasted coffee and it gives that really astringent tannic characteristic, mm-hmm. especially because you have the alcohol that's pulling that kind of stuff out mm-hmm. and it's really hard to find that balance. But like this yeah doesn't the, it doesn't have that obviously the the roast the, the roast is, is, is
3: so good and i attribute it tributes like the, my good. two favorites are the ones that you made with the exact same roast yeah. and and this one as well yeah i tell all the liquor stores that take this in like sell this in singles it's a perfect yeah beer for sure uh, it's a little bit more it's expensive. not gonna be a huge
1: volume mover but it's no. gonna be something that someone's gonna have and they're gonna like remember that beer and then they're, they're gonna associate associate sidekick with it I, <laughs> I told people it's a perfect
3: like start your day of drinking beer yeah. cuz you got that yep. little caffeine in there yep. you get it going and then crush some Andreas after a bunch, a bunch of those to keep yep. it going totally. I really like that she's a camping beer I'll tell you that oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's hit up this week's football. Let's uh, do that football. So today's game, Thursday, December seventh, was the Patriots taking on the
1: Steelers. Hi-ya! Uh
3: The Patriots Big won. Dub.
1: I predict the Patriots to win 21-18 Oh spot wow! On. I also
2: predict Bailey Zapp to throw three touchdowns because yep. you know
1: uh, okay. right? You, hot you mentioned Bailey Zapp. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it I, would be. If you would have said that, I would have been like, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. yeah well. Bailey Zapp. He's the guy, right? He's the starter.
3: He He should have been the starter fucking years ago. Okay, so my question is, knowing Bill and the way he operates, does he skip drafting a quarterback in the first round and uh, keep Bailey Zappi as his numero Juan? Okay, well, here's the thing for one.
2: Bill's not even going to have a say because he's not going to be in the organization when they're drafting next year.
1: I don't think that's right. I think, I think he'll wrong. be a part of the organization. I don't think he'll be, he'll be the head coach. I think they're going to give him a job like director of football operations I, or something
2: like that. I think you're right. I think that's the wrong move. I, I agree think, right. yeah. completely. I think you're right, but he's not
3: going to be the head coach. No, Maybe I, not, but he will be. He will be in, in the, the draft, draft room. Chief scout.
1: He'll be in the Which draft, is, he'll be is in the draft a, room. is a massive sure. mistake. Yeah.
2: Bill, Bill knows football. Here's here's where I stand on that. I, I, I want to. I don't want to talk about it too much because we have a lot to go over. But the only way Mac Jones gets another shot at starting quarterback next year is if you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and actually build talent around him and see what he's
3: got. You think that's the thing? You think if you yep. give him talent, he's going to be good?
2: Uh, serviceable. Not good.
3: But I feel like Zappy's already better.
2: I agree, but they've invested a Is lot more in of him. Is it a talent issue a or a confidence issue? I think it's a confidence issue. I think Mac Jones and the OCs and, or the Bills, Mac Jones and the Bills are butting heads. I don't think Mac Jones likes playing for it.
1: Mac Jones showed he can be a good quarterback in the NFL.
2: Exactly. Like, like arguably, was arguably Ryan, rookie right? of the year. Yeah, that was not Bill O'Brien. Yeah. That was Matt Patricia, which is interesting in itself. But um, that's the only reason I think you give Mac Jones another ch- is if you draft. Uh, the draft will be telling because if you draft Marvin Harrison yep. June and then fill him with talent, the defense is there, I would say, especially when you get Christian Gonzalez yeah, and Matt Jude on back. they got to come back. Um, Is Judon back? No, right? They're both done for the year. Yeah, just, okay. just let them get healthy. But yeah, that's the only reason I, I would be okay with uh, Jones getting the start week one in 2024. I'm not
3: going to lie, that shocks me.
2: Um, But other than that, it's either if Marvin Harrison falls to you or doesn't fall to you, you, you have to go quarterback and you have to let them battle it out and you have to trade one of Jones or Zap in the offseason.
1: I think the more likely option, though, is that I feel like they're going to draft something that is, like, quote-unquote practical in terms of, like, I don't know. Yeah, which means they're going to draft
2: Caleb Williams, and I don't want that either.
1: Or they'll draft a quarterback in, like, the third or fourth round, someone that will drop, like, possibly a J.J. McCarthy, something like that, and try to develop them. I think that's the more likely thing. I don't see. Yeah, if but Bel- they can't. They can't develop. Is, they can't develop
2: quarterbacks. Brady was a fluke.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm saying so if, like, Bel- if Belichick is part of that draft room, though, I feel like they're more likely to draft a quarterback in like the third to fourth round and attempt to develop them rather than spending high draft capital on a quarterback.
3: How how many years is left on Mac Jones' contract? One, two. I th- yeah, one or two. So there's no way they're going to bring in a vet. In the off season, no, you gotta you gotta draft. You're, you're gonna write it, draft, and yeah. just have a QB room of Zap and Jones and a Rookie.
2: Yeah, which again is why I'd be fine with just like if you can get Harrison Jr. and mm-hmm. build around him and get some like real weapons.
3: Hope that Zap doesn't go on a, a tear here and, and win a bunch of games. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I hate it. I hate, move on, please. <laughs> think about it. All right, ten o'clock slot. The Panthers take on the Saints, so Ew. this is going to be Jameis versus Bryce Young, baby. Um,
2: Where spread? I mean, Saints, at Saints home, win the game, but
3: Saints are favored five. Over under thirty-seven and a half. I think you 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 have to take the Saints here, and you have to take like they're going to cover. Jameis is going to still going to throw three picks. He's yeah. going to throw four touchdowns. Um, All to a lot of it. <laughs> is it for sure? He's starting because it said that there was reports that uh, Derek if, Carr was kind of if Derek Carr went into the concussion protocol it's been pretty consistent that they miss at least that following week and he's been he's been very he, he seemed very very banged up in that game he um, is the doo. <laughs> yeah I, I think of as Jameis I think you, you you they cover the spread here and Nick's not
2: here but he says Panthers win 28 nothing K- Cool. Hot take, Nick. Hot take, Nick. Hot take, Nick. Quick, Saints-Panthers, Saints, Saints Panthers, who wins? Five and a uh, half.
1: Saints, uh, comeback player of the year, James Winston, throws five touchdowns and one interception. I was going to say, and Whoa. five picks, that too. Is,
3: <laughs> uh, the, the fact that you think <laughs> he's only throwing one interception is right. That is
1: the hottest on podcast. You heard it here first, folks. James going to be, be the best game of James yeah.
3: Winston's <laughs> career. All right, then we got the LA Rams hanging on, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are minus 7.5. To- over-under is 39.5. Uh, the Ravens are at home if I didn't mention that. Over-under is 39? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say this is going to be a sneaky, low-scoring game, grinded out like a 13 um, classic AFC North football win, even though it's not both AFC North teams. I think Baltimore wins, but I think the I think the Rams cover here. I, I think Ravens under for sure. I think uh, both defenses are going to be... Out for blood. Like the Ravens have looked good on defense, have looked okay on offense. Um, another Mark andrews Andrewsless game, so Isaiah Likely yeah. fire him up. Well, um, Mark Andrews is out for the year.
1: No, he's coming back. Nope. You're just hoping on that one. He won't
2: even be back for playoffs. So oh, he'll be done.
1: Uh, I'm gonna buck the trend here. I'm going Rams. Uh, Kyron Williams. That's a hot take. Is my looking real good. I, I honestly thought him coming back from this extended injury, like his place on IR, he was gonna come back and just look pedestrian. And Bro, the last two weeks, good. he's looked real good. I think Stafford has enough left in the tank to like kind of shake Hand things
2: up well. a little bit. He's been looking to him instead of Cooper Cup,
1: which he is can shake things up a little bit. Like he's he's got something left there. That little spark is, is still going. Is I think Kuka the Rams. Playing? I think it's close, but I think the Rams edged out.
3: Is the Puka playing? That's that's a big question. That's a big if. Yeah. Um, if he's not playing, I think the Rams are in tough because uh, Puka has become a huge part of that offense. I, th- I think where the Rams just can't win this game is is <laughs> where the Rams just can't win this game is is their linebacker corps just so young, and where where does you know Baltimore's offense is a funnel, right? They yeah. run the ball and yeah. they throw their tight end. And how are they going to cover in that middle of the field? I think that's just the game changer, and that's where they, they win that game.
2: Uh, Baltimore wins, but yeah, you, you take the Rams to cover 100%. Yeah.
3: I think to also to counter Nick's point here, um, Keaton Mitchell has been looking really good as well. Yeah. And he's taking over that backfield. I think the Gus bus is mainly goal line. Justice yeah. Hill is irrelevant, but it's mainly the Gus. Uh, sorry, Keaton Mitchell. So, if you've got them, yeah, fire them up. Definitely one Be there. confident yeah. in them. Uh, then we also, go- please throw to Flowers. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Colts take on the Bengals. Bengals are at home. Minus one and a half. Over under is 43 and a half. Smashing the Colts. Smashing the Colts? Yeah. To win? 100%. 100%. Do it with Colts and Bengals.
1: Bengals. Gosh, uh, I think the
3: Browning man is going to yeah, go for another
1: I'm going, one. I'm going Bengals on this one. I, I do like the Colts. I still think they have the possibility to win that division. Uh, I'm gonna pick Bengals here, though.
3: I, th- I think that that, that Bengals' O line is just so poor that yeah, um, it's gonna be a high-scoring game. But I think, based on where the line is and how the public perception is gonna be, the public's gonna be all over the Bengals after that big win mm-hmm. on prime time. I think you gotta go Colts here. Um, you gotta get a Colts, and you got them to cover the spread. Yeah,
2: you know, I'm not saying last week was a fluke, but it's going to be kind of like the equivalent to a Super Bowl hangover for Jake Browning.
3: Big win, big win. I think he's yeah. going to be, I think he's going to be uh, mediocre. We we sure. have seen that happen a lot this season because we've had a lot of quarterbacks go down and uh, backups come in have big games and, and then kind of shit the bed. Yeah. Um, so it's totally in the realm of possibilities, but I don't know. I think I think Zach Moss be... needs to step up though if they. Colts want to win this game. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think it's going to be a shootout, though, like, like Jacob said. I think I <clears throat> can <clears throat> take the over on this at 43-and-a-half. I think it's an over for yeah. sure. Uh, then we got the Jaguars taking on the Browns in what could be uh, DTR at quarterback. I think he was Lowest practicing. Lowest scoring game of the week. I think DTR was practicing. Possible. He might be back. Um, Bethard was already oh. injured. He was favoring his non-throwing shoulder. I believe so. It could be Nathan Rourke time, baby. So, I man. hope so. This is this has been the last five years toilet bowl, and I'm happy to see in 2023 as a Jags hater that's back to being the toilet bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you
1: know, I'm going, I'm going Browns on this one. 100%. The Browns uh, in the toilet bowl. Purely, well, Browns based purely on Purely based Browns on Yeah, based exactly. On based on defense. Yeah. Two Browns teams. If win. Trevor
2: Lawrence was starting, I'd be taking the Jags.
1: Yeah. 100%. At this point, yes. Two I, I literally am writers. also only picking in the Browns oh, because of my watch. prediction... Prior to the season.
3: Sorry, I didn't even mention it was the Browns are favored by three. Uh, 32 and a half total. If it's DTR
1: and Nathan Rourke, Over-preter. I think it's going to be under. there. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be 6 nothing. It's going to be another th- one. Yeah. But, uh, a
3: small wants Nathan rim- Rourke to game. start, though, and light it up. Yeah. It'd be nice to see. It'd be a nice story for yeah. sure. He's going to be running for his life. And then get traded to the Patriots for Mac Jones. You saw what? what, what Miles Garrett did to my, my Titans O-line this year with, where he just walked across the <laughs> line didn't and shifted line. tight end over. Two tight ends to every side to triple them and then we false started the layup game because Too many yes. we couldn't snap the ball. All right. And then we've got uh, <laughs> NFC North matchup. Um, the Lions take on the Bears. Bears are at home. Lions are favored 3.5, half,
1: half over. Lions. Under. Um, I think uh, Goff gets out of his slump, and I think the Lions win this by like 17, 31-14. If, yeah, yeah. uh, if
3: the, oh, the way the Bears played against the Vikings, that's the whole line 17. 17 I, I said
1: 30. by 17, 31-14. I know math. Yeah. I might be American, but I know math. math. Right. But, okay. All right, all right. Uh, if the take...
3: Americans are stupid.
1: Yes, I am. Oh, cool. saying I'm saying our education <laughs> system sucks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, if the Bears' defense plays the way they did against the Vikings' O-line, which had generally played really well all season, uh, good luck, Jared Goff. I'm going to go Lions. All right, Bears on this one. Interesting. I thought I was going to be the only
2: one. There's cracks in the Lions' system. Bears win.
1: I feel like Adolfo's pick... In Chicago, is, right? Is, in is Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Weather's gonna play a factor Vikings too. bias behind us it because it's, you want the Vikings to stay in the hunt for the North.
3: I don't want them to stay in the hunt for the North. I actually was saying this the other week was, I low key want them to miss the playoffs because what's one playoff game? Like we're not gonna make it very far I mean, far You got one Dobs. playoff game last year. Yeah, which <laughs> I had hope for. This one I'd go into just accepting a loss. Like I don't yeah. have any faith in Dobbs. Um, it is what it is. Uh, but I just think the Bears have improved significantly on defense. Montez Sweat looked yeah, it really big, good. Yeah, was a big addition. Um, and the fact that they kept Jalen Johnson was huge. So, I think yeah, I I could see this one's tough. It's a division game. It can go either way. Yeah. The Bears at home. Uh, this one I, I, I can't decide. I'm if I'm betting, I'm staying away from this game. I'm not <laughs> touching this game. Yeah, maybe fair. maybe I go the over. Really, um, I would yeah. go under on this one. You know, defensive touchdowns. Cough yeah. giving up the ball. I don't know. It's the it's going to be. He's
1: been doing that a lot so Yeah,
3: this is going to be a fun game to watch. I think. Um, you know who has been fun to watch, and he's finally getting the ball is Gibbs. Oh, yeah, he's so fun to watch. All right, moving on. The Bucs <laughs> the Bucks take on the Falcons. Exciting. Um, Falcons are favored two and a half. Why? They've been favored a lot of games this I don't year. I understand. That makes no sense Because their division to me. is dookie. Over/under is forty point five. Uh, I'm smashing the bucks on this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm taking the bucks as well.
1: Where? Look at that division. The division we six. That. You're looking six. at it right
2: now. you yeah. Falcon Falcons six and six. Bucks and Saints both five and seven. And
3: Panthers one and eleven. Yeah, we're... Slandering the division leader of the, yeah. South, the <laughs> I think the here.
2: I think this is going to be um, a better game than a lot of people think. This is basically as early of a playoff game as you can get. Because the winner of this game, I assume, takes sole possession. I don't know what the tiebreak is, but I assume they take sole possession of the South. that division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> What a terrible division. It's not good. Seriously, we we could
3: we could have at the end of this week three teams at six and seven tied for the lead in the yeah. <laughs> NFC <Fucking terrible. laughs> I th-
2: I think I think Heine comes into the game and beats the Bucks. The Heine boy. Yeah. Fair. That's my prediction. If
1: Ritter's now. in for the entire time, the Falcons lose. This is the first. Ritter sucks. He's terrible. He's awful.
2: So the Bucks lost to the Falcons in Week 7, 16-13. And that would have been against Desmond Ritter. Just as context. So the Falcons do hold the
3: tiebreak right now, too. All right. and the last of the morning games, the Texans take on the Jets. The Texans are favored minus 3.5. And, a half, and uh, the over-under is 33.5.
1: How is it that close?
3: Because it's, it's in New York. It's in New York, and New York's defense is oh, generally good. Yeah. Um,
2: and huh. Houston just lost their 1B receiver, so,
3: yeah. Yeah, fair Who Arguably 1A for the last month.
1: Yeah. I, I, take, I still take Texans. I take the
3: Texans, and you know what? As a special hot take, you take, like, a custom line, you take them minus 10 and a half. Like, some, <laughs> like, stupid, so yeah. and you get 3.8 to 1, and I just mean, hammer it. And, with Boyle um, starting at quarterback? I uh, don't. Or Zach Wilson. I think so. It's, Zach Wilson. I think no, they, it's Trevor Simeon. Start. I think it's he Trevor Simeon. So we got to touch on that. So they benched Zach Wilson. Yeah. They went with Tim Boyle, who had yeah. probably the worst collegiate numbers in the history of numbers.
2: Like Nathan Peterman style numbers. Yeah.
3: And then they went with Trevor yeah. Simeon. And then all week they've talked about going back. To Zach Wilson, and I believe, but didn't didn't Zach Wilson
1: be
0: like,
3: "Yeah,
2: I don't want to." I'm I'm
3: good actually. Today, I believe Robert Sala went out and announced him as a starter. So Zach's back. The milf hunter is returning. But does Zach want to play well? You know what? I think, I think he does for the sake of his career. If he would like a job, even as a backup anywhere else, I think he's got to show that he
1: the ability suck. to throw a ball.
2: So he throws for 350 in three touchdowns is what you're saying. Okay, I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually That's see Zach creepy.
1: Wilson being one of those players that retires purely because they just cannot handle the stress of playing in the NFL. Like a Johnny Manziel? Yeah. yeah. I like they just have to get out of a mental state. I hate Zach Wilson and want to see him fail. This dude so seems I'm like he's just been thrown the through the defense. fucking ringer.
3: Casey DeSmith just got a shutout, by the way. Woo! Ooh, Canucks win two nothing. Uh, all right, we're heading into the afternoon games. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Las Vegas Raiders, forty and a half point over under. Vikings actually open this one up as a favorite by three.
1: Games that I will not be watching.
3: Game that I will be watching. <laughs> of course you will. Uh, JJ's back. As you
2: should. JJ's back in that. I mean, I
1: picked the Vikings, but that's... I don't think it's going to be an exciting game.
2: I think uh, JJ being back is gonna be very telling on Dobbs. How Josh Dobbs is.
1: I wanna see Dobbs do well and that's purely for the storyline. So it I seems like I wanna see JJ do well and that's
2: purely for my fantasy team. Yeah, <laughs> I um
3: I'd like to see Dobbs do well. I don't mind Dobbs, but what I wanted to see going into this week was a bit more of Jaron Hall. Because Jaron Hall looked good before he went down with the concussion. And
1: then, I mean, if you look at his collegiate profile in a scouting report, he is injury. He prone. is he was injury prone his entire time in college. Yeah, like he basically played half his college career. Which is why I'm surprised. And then they still drafted, drafted him. him. What was the third round? Yeah. yeah. So and then you start him and he gets immediately injured and then people are surprised for what? I
3: mean, that one had wasn't really his fault. Either. Yeah,
1: I get it, but like Targeted. the man is injury prone.
3: I, yeah, I, I'd like to see more out of him. If he could stay healthy, it'd be cool. Um, I honestly don't know if either one of these quarterbacks are going to be on the Vikings next year. It'll probably be Kirk. Hall and Dobbs? And uh, yeah. I think
1: I think Hall will be there. I don't Kirk, think Dobbs Kirk will can, be there. Kirk and 2.0. <laughs> oh. Yeah, same, same person. It makes sense. At different price <laughs> tags. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: I think Kirk comes back, so I don't yeah, think either I one think of these are well. going to factor in. And that's partially why I don't want to see them... I do think playoffs. I didn't
1: think Hall will be back. I don't think Dobbs. he will He'll be, be a practice back. squad guy. Yeah, I've, I agree.
3: I've been so pro Vikings this year. I think they've been the most like if Kirk was healthy, they just lost. They 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 were the Chargers of last year, where they just lose every game, yeah. Yeah. really tight,
1: and just choke random games. Yep.
3: we could be talking about them in the top of the NFC, which is super difficult. Don't talk this year. to me
1: about that Raiders game at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like like I was pacing and sweating. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that game. My, that my wife my wife stopped talking and just walked away. <laughs> yeah. I don't usually get angry over that Chargers was, games, but like that was that a was game. next level. Like a
3: historically ridiculous. It was
1: game. pure yeah. Chargers form right there. Yes.
3: Um. Like this is a game I think, and and <laughs> I'm sorry Adolfo, but I think this is the game that the Raiders win. This is a a, a scrappy game. You know, giving up a piece on the O line as as they thought Kirk was dead. I think he's kind of been hampering them yeah. a little bit. Um, Max is going to get all over him. I think it's going to be close. I want the Vikings to win. If he, if if it was in Minnesota, I'm taking the Vikings all day. But I yeah. think just it's just going to be a tight, tight Raiders win. Maybe like a one-point end of the game. Yeah. Feel hmm. of kind of I game. think to your point there, I think Max is going to play a huge part. Yeah, yeah. he definitely um, is. He is going to force Dobbs out of that pocket, and Dobbs is going to start running. And Dobbs, from what I've seen in the few games... He either makes a really good fucking play, or he fumbles. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I just the ball. Turnovers. Like Madison, lots of turnovers. Uh, protect the ball. If they protect the ball, if they're able to keep the ball in their hands, and if Madison can have a somewhat respectable game, I think the Vikings squeak one out.
1: It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. If you're an Addison
2: owner, own start him. Yeah, 100%. all eyes are going to be on JJ. Yeah, Max Crosby 100%. is
1: definitely going to play a huge role in this game. Huge role. I want, want to say, works. I touched on this a couple of episodes ago, and I'll touch on it again. Of all the people gotcha. in the NFL gotcha. that I would not want to run into in a dark alley, <laughs> Max Crosby is number oh, dear one. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would run the other way. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
3: literally anyone but him. What about Miles Garrett with a helmet in his hand?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, that's a fair
3: shout. Wow, <laughs> I would still rather Wilder <laughs> <Heron> with a <laughs> helmet in his hand than <laughs> yeah, Max Crosby. It's
2: close, but it's close. Oh, Jason Pierre-Paul with fireworks.
1: <laughs> 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 who just? This who just this should have been added <laughs> JP with JPP? JPP. Um, <laughs> or just Antonio Brown? Where
2: did he just no sign? Yeah, Antonio Brown with no pants. We're gonna over. make him. a dick in his hand. Where did JPP just sign? somewhere and then the Pla- Eagles got sh- Shaq Leonard at Leonard
1: I would say Plaxico Burress with the gun so but the he Dolphins. would just shoot himself
3: <laughs> Dolphins right so. we're gonna make a Mr. Big Chest uh, beer CTE friend <laughs> oh my word <laughs> 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 okay. alright moving on Antonio um, Brown yeah, yeah, um, so quick. We're, <laughs> we're having a repeat of a few weeks ago the Seahawks take on the Niners the Niners are favored 10 and a half Yeah That's appropriate Um uh, 46 and a half Over under
2: It's in San Fran It's in San Fran It's not gonna be close Yeah no. Geno's look like Absolute cock. Something's happened Pete Carroll's gotta be On his way out too
1: He should call those people That wrote him off last year And Be like hey guys I'm you actually You were actually right. You <laughs> right. yeah. Sorry guys <laughs> I'm, I'm gone
3: Yeah, I don't um, think this is close at all This is a 40 burger For the Niners Yeah Um yeah. Well, especially after last week, right? Like they're gonna come out fucking gangbusters. They're this. going
2: for first place because yeah. I will get to it, but I think Dallas has a legit shot at beating the Eagles. So yeah, they're they're playing for first in the they're playing for the bye at this point.
3: Yeah, I think uh, to be fair, like like to be fair,
2: the, the Seahawks did
3: put up a quite, quite a few points on I think a really good defense in, in the Cowboys. Um, yep, which shocked a lot of people. It think. Shocked a lot, but I think this offense is just clicking, uh, especially against a diff- very very tough Eagles D as well. It's um, one of those things where like, is Shaq it, Leonard playing? And will he make it? no? I don't think
1: he'll play. Mm.
3: But I think it's one of those he's things where sound like two days ago, right? Brock Purdy. Was
1: it yesterday? As of this recording,
3: is, yeah, Within the last 48 so Brock hours, Brock Purdy so. doesn't need to throw the ball downfield. He just needs to give it a quick dump off to CMC or uh, Debo, um, Debo, and they're gonna. Those make couple plays that
2: they set up there. with Debo, where like they throw to him and the entire line shifts, and he just.
3: that's the way, he's. Fast. It's,
1: fast, it's borderline like it's, swinging gate style offense. It's
3: it's how Which the is, Titans use AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Debo are built very similar. Yeah. It's just the Eagles realize that this man's a center fielder, and they are just gonna toss it up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 so impressive to watch this guy after the catch. Like, yeah, like, it's the offense is is absolutely terrifying because you've got these short yard guys that turn a two yard catch into 10, 15, 20. 30, and then you've got Ayuk, who's downfield target, catching everything. Yep. And then you've got a midfield guy in, in George Kittle who will catch anything within his radius and go for a couple of yards after the catch as well. And you have McCaffrey,
1: who, I don't remember who said this. They said he's not the strongest, he's not the fastest, he's not the most athletic, but he is the best. High motor. Yep. And then that? you've got one of the High best motor. defenses yeah. in the
3: league. And, and you've got a defense that is starting to learn how to play with all the pieces there. They
1: are uh, the most well-rounded team in the NFL, by far. This is why like, I asked the
2: question earlier. Yeah,
1: like, by far. And
3: don't don't count out Jawan Jennings, man. Jawan Jennings yeah. is a great third he's, option. He's out. a great third option. He's a sneaky deep threat. He gets yeah. down there, he's a big body. He's my DK special every time I do DK. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Hmm. All right, then we've got the Bills and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one and a half favorites. Uh, 48, 48 and a half over under. I kind of want to go with the Bills here. I'm going Bills. Josh oh. Allen
2: turns up, and he, they win the game.
3: I think I think Josh Allen has a lot to prove here, whereas I just feel like Patrick Mahomes might be resting on his laurels here. Like He might just be going on the whole I'm Also, it,
1: it's do or die for the Bills right now. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, you're going against like, a desperate team. Like Jacob was saying earlier, like they could make a run here and make the playoffs, and they would be dangerous. Like...
3: The, there, there's something that to be momentum. said about momentum. Absolutely. They are in like, they're essentially in playoff mode now and they're playing, they have the Chiefs, they play the Dolphins still. Yeah. Like they play a playoff team. They teams have, no, they have no choice but to be. And, no. and this, backed,
1: this They're backed into a corner. they are losing, they're dead. The Chiefs have something a better
3: defense than, than the Bills D. But yeah. the, the right now on, like if you go into the real deep analytical stuff, we won't go into, but like if you look at the Bills offense, they yeah. are historically one of the best, like they, they use the EPA per play. Yeah. Of like since they've been tracking ever, yeah. they're just historically the unluckiest. Te- like the turnovers, the worst time. They they move the ball into scoring range. Yeah, that's
1: what happens so, when you have a swinger.
3: Yeah, he just they just get, get downfield so fast, but they don't score. That's Robin problem. And it, it's it's I think it's just a law of averages that it's gonna swing hard the other way, and we're all gonna be surprised. Look at the bills, bills in the playoffs. I mean, none of us all thought of they were gonna
1: be five hundred at this point. No, 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 no one. We no. all picked them to yeah. win the division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No.
3: Uh, I think it's, got to, it's going to be time for Diggs to get it going here. Yep. It's, it's Diggs time.
1: I, I think the Bills are going to win.
3: Uh, all right. I think this <laughs> is going
1: to be a statement win for them.
3: This next one, the Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers are favor two and a favor 2.5, over Honestly? under 43.5. Uh, Broncos coming off a, a loss in which they, like I said, they lost their winning streak. Chargers just won a coming thrilling... Coming off a win that was a loss. Yeah,
1: basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Brandon Steele, two days ago, as of this recording, came out and basically said uh, Eckler's either going to perform or he's not going to run the ball. It's going to be do or die, which is for fantasy owners. I drafted him in four of five leagues uh, because I was a mid first round pick in all those and he was still there. So it was the smart pick. Uh, It sucks for me. But it is the right decision. He, he hasn't he hasn't been performing. I think because he had that ankle, in, ankle sprain, the high ankle sprain. I think he still like you could see it with like Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. He came back and it took him like four weeks to actually look like Burrow, and then obviously he had one and a half games before he got injured again and left. But uh, it obviously affects someone who is a very much a side to side runner. He's not north south, um, receiving threat. A lot more like he doesn't look the same no it is it definitely an injury thing and I think it's a confidence thing because of that
3: what I do think though is the Broncos do have one of the worst running defense so if he can't get it going here he's yeah. dead in the water you, you ever no. play like Madden like when you first started playing Madden and you know <laughs> you, you swap to that character and you instantly hit tackle <laughs> yeah like circle square or yeah, yeah. whatever and the people they just died, like, yeah, <laughs> died. that was the Broncos defense for the first seven weeks, especially in the 59 yeah. nothing game.
0: Yeah, they were
3: just <laughs> diving after HM and couldn't touch him. and somehow they've turned it around here. I just think the Chargers offense, even though like it's been atrocious, but in the air, they're not the worst. They're gonna get down the field, I mean,
1: the, a fine tight end, yeah, they're gonna and get Keenan in the red Allen zone. Is Keenan Allen, yeah. I mean they don't have much after that. Quentin Johnson had actually a decent yeah, game. Yeah, he's he's developing well. Mm-hmm. Like I know people have called him like myself included multiple times. I've called him Stonehands, like he's showing progression. Mm-hmm. But like Jalen Guyton is your third wide receiver. That's not good. So yeah, like, and it, it's tough.
3: Russ is going to cook.
1: Um their secondary is all I think it's going to be the Broncos. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's I don't think it's going to be like a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh I think it'd be like I don't know, 23-17 kind of game. What's I the think the Broncos forty three and a half. I think the Broncos win twenty three seventeen. Where is it in uh, L. A.
2: And the yeah.
3: Broncos are favored. No, Chargers are favored minus two point five.
1: I think Eckler struggles to get it going. I think they go run by committee, like Staley has said. I I mean I hope he at least sticks to his word for all of his
3: faults. The only benefit there is that uh, Josh Kelly has actually looked good when Eckler's in the game.
1: He looks good when Eckler's in the mm-hmm. game, but when Eckler was out, he, he was, was running for like 2.3 yards per carrier or something yeah, like he's that. Just he was absolute garbage. No, no, right. like he was terrible when he was a, a, full, a full-time starter. But like, as a backup, he's, a very good, he's like Alexander Madison for the Vikings. As a backup, very good. As a starter, terrible. Very bad. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So 23-17 Broncos, in my opinion. I actually like think. Like one score game, because that's what the Chargers specialize in, but they lose. I think this is going to be super low scoring, but I do think the Chargers eat one out here because I hate the Broncos. Uh, and I, I mean, think I'd it's love to be, see it, but I don't think they're going to. I think at this point, I wouldn't love to see it because it's just going to hurt their draft capital because they're not going to make the playoffs at this point. I think it'll hmm. be twenty twenty one. Interesting for the Chargers. For the Chargers, yeah. I just think I think the Broncos are riding high right now, and the Chargers are well, struggling to find their loss, identity. So. yeah. Broncos are coming off the loss. We
3: in.
2: <sighs> this is a tough one to be honest. It's actually, this, one of the tougher is, picks this week. This is going to be a battle. Um, Who can
3: suck less? Both yeah, are basically. both
0: are
1: going for a playoff spot.
3: Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing to consider too is both these teams are going
1: for a playoff spot. So I can't believe the Chargers are still in the playoff picture. Yeah, it's amazing.
3: I'm, I'm ha- all, all I know is I'm hammering over on this game. I'm I'm a little off. Yeah, off that I think I think these just defenses are poor. Um, if they're going to oh, go yeah. away for the run game, and they're going to pass more, they're going to be in positions to score more. Russ is going to cook. Against the passing this...
1: defense for uh, L.A. is fucking awful. terrible. Awful. God um, awful. As, some,
3: as someone of a fan of a team with a <laughs> terrible secondary. <laughs> we basically have, like,
1: obviously your run defense is way better in Tennessee, but yeah. like it's like same, same, yeah. but same. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: I'm going to just throw out an outlandish prediction, and this game goes into overtime at 24-24, and Chargers win on a safety. <laughs>
0: wow. Please
2: bet on that. Please bet if on that. You, I don't know if you can, somehow.
1: If you can, please bet on it. You can bet I think you can bet. last
3: it. score safety, Chargers safety. Can you? Yeah, and then it'll, it'll be like a thousand, like a thousand. I'll, I'll give you $5 for it.
1: Straight up, five I'll five give you $5 I'll, for I'll,
2: I'll find the bet, and if we can, that's my prediction. Because I don't know why. Because I don't know how this game's going to go.
1: Predictions right. on the points for that, Jacob?
3: Um, I'm I'm going over. I'm going. It's going to be a last-second field goal game, heartbreaker, Chargers fashion. Um,
1: <laughs> that's, that's what, what we Chargers do. So Chargers will uh, hold the lead all the way. up. it's mean, what we do best. Yeah, I'm saying it's
3: 34-31, Broncos. Okay. Oh.
0: Hmm.
3: All right, Sunday night is going to be fucking good. Uh, we've got the Eagles taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys are at home, favored by three and a half. Over/under is 51.5. 51.5. I'm going under. Like, yeah. I'm going sneaky under. These defenses are really, really good. These offenses are, are, are on full cylinders. Is it in Philly? It's in, in Dallas. Dallas. In Dallas? Dallas? Oh, okay. If it's in Philly, I would go under with the real field and the Philly fans and how loud yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and just how fired up that defense gets when when they're at home. Um, but man, I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to change I'm going to go on the over If it's going to be in Dallas nice. I'm going to go the Cowboys win All right. uh, Don't let my dad hear that Or my family <laughs> <laughs> I'll be disowned again The over under is 51
2: 51.5 right 51.5 <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm taking a slight over Cowboys 31 Philly 21 I like
1: it I like that a lot I'm also picking Cowboys Over I don't have a score prediction. I just I think the Cowboys are going to win this one.
3: You. Oh, the boys are the, the favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. can the Eagles can bring their dog masks out again. Relive. Actually, then they need to sign Nick Foles uh, back. They're yeah, the first they're team, the, team that <laughs> they're, they're the first team that was like ten like last week. They were underdogs and and ten and one, and now they're ten and two and underdogs again. Yeah, it's kind of unheard of. Yeah, they were home dogs last week though, which I is, don't know. Which I do crazy. I, that's why I bet the Eagles. I want to be <laughs> different. all day. But I do think the Cowboys win this. I think the Cowboys just throughout their lineup look much better. Brandon Cooks was really good as a secondary He's senior. coming on. Uh, last, well, like, four weeks, real. he's
1: been very, very good. Well, yeah. the
2: last four weeks, Dak has been one of the best Dak quarterbacks has, in the Dak league. Been, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if, like, if
1: Dak can back. figure out
3: how to run the ball, like, how dangerous well, is this And team? they're slowly yeah. doing it. Like, Pollard's actually looked good the last two weeks. He's got Who's show? their number two? Uh, Rico Dell was okay, but he looks explosive when he gets in there. He's he's again one of those typical secondary backups. What was was the other
1: guy they had that was like five foot three? (laughs) I remember (laughs) someone drafted him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Cowboys defense needs to show up though. They've been showing up all year, but they had a pretty rough game last week, so I think they're gonna
3: Um I think Bland got exposed a little bit last game. Sure did. Um other than that, I think everyone's kind of performed as as expected without um, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon. Well, okay, we're going to Monday, December 11th. Uh, the Green <sighs> Bay Packers take on the New York Giant. <laughs> is there two? There's two Monday nighters. There's there's two a, Monday nighters. There is yeah. two Monday nighters. Unfortunately, there's <laughs> really only one Monday nighter. <laughs> uh, um, there's not really even one. No. Uh, no. I think the Packers are gonna. The Packers are gonna win this one. Dang. Big Dane. There's Tommy Kozina. T- t- he's playing he is. he is he is he is taking on this Italian persona and like fucking running with it I saw him with uh, Cooch Love I Cooch. saw him with too. <laughs> and they were ranking entrees and they're like what Like, what entrees are these like these are fucking garbage <laughs> um, and the fact that he doesn't do high fives he does high mmm mm. Is fucking hilarious. Um, you know what? I hate soak it up, no, Tommy. When your
1: name is Tommy DeVito. Like you have to embrace this. But
3: also, like, soak it up, man. That is like, your. When life. is the next time that you are going to get this much notoriety for being?
1: Yeah, embrace your 15 minutes. Extremely
3: mediocre football. Who, who are they playing again? The uh, Packers. Packers. Packers in in MetLife. In yeah, in MetLife. Yeah, this is, this is gonna be Packers all day. I don't yeah. think we can't talk about anything else play. for these Monday nighters, unfortunately. No.
2: Yeah, but, uh, Packers win, but I will say if there's any game that uh, the, uh, of that's going to be this week where oh. it's going to be like, no one expects this, the it Giants win this game. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to I didn't happen. mention
3: Packers are minus six and a half favorites over under 36 and a
2: half. Uh, while we're on the Packers, because mm-hmm. um, we've been talking about division stuff, uh, the Packers in my opinion... Uh I I well I said earlier and I'll stand by it as one of my hot takes. I think they overtake the Lions and win the Lions? division. Cuz you look at their schedule. What is
3: who okay, read us the Lions and, and the Packers here. Uh like the
2: the, the, the remaining, the remaining games. games. Yeah. The remaining games? Yeah. Okay. So I'll do Lions first cuz for you all open it up. So Lions remaining schedule is Vikings. Nope. Yeah. Yep. No, nope. yep. bears, bears. Sorry, so bears, bears first. Week. Bears is a win. Bears in first, my opinion. then Broncos, that's then Vikings, then Cowboys, and Vikings again.
3: So, so I could see them splitting the Vikings games. I agree. I I just don't see the Vikings losing two of them, um, but I see them definitely splitting that. I think they lose the Dallas game. Yeah, I agree. So they're they one they and two. The
2: Broncos game.
3: So then that's one and three.
1: One and three. Yeah. Bears. Vikings Vikings Bears I, I think I have avoid. them losing the Bears Cowboys Broncos I can yeah. see them so, at worst going two and three in that stretch.
2: yeah I agree with that and then at worst
1: and what are they right now sorry
2: Uh, right now it they're, is they're nine, nine and three? three they're nine and three Packers so are six, they go and two six and
1: six let's they go eleven and six
2: and I yeah and I think the Packers
3: win out and Jacob who what? do the Packers have left uh, Packers play the Giants on Monday night. Yeah, win. So that's, win. A, that's a win. They play the Bucks, it looks like in Lambo. In December. Could that's be it should be a win. A, should be a win. Um we have in Carolina. That's a, that's win, a fun, win. Should be a win. Uh we have in Minnesota. It's pretty pretty strong possible. And then we have this you know what? This this should be the last game of the season. This would be an amazing game to watch. January seventh in Lambeau Field against the Bears. To, this is possibly to lock up the potentially to clinch, to clinch, to clinch the, the division. division or a wild card spot. Like that's going to be a who, heck of a who game. Who has to the
1: tiebreaker though? Because if they went out and the Lions go two and three and they both finish eleven and, and six, I think they're one. And
3: who one? has, one has one. the tiebreaker? There's breaker. so many division games here down down the stretch. They played the last. Like it's going to come down to those last two games because they play the Vikings and then they play. But the um, Packers
2: would have already Rutgers. played played the Lions twice.
3: So yeah, the Packers there. beat the Lions uh, last time they played. Yeah, and the Lions beat the Packers. so they're one and one. One and one. So, so then what's then the second point, tiebreaker? Point, point differential, no? Yeah. Uh, point differential is the next. Or, yeah. or division. Sorry, I mean? it's strength of or, schedule. Or oh, strength of schedule. It's, uh, yeah, strength of schedule. Okay. Uh, which which always leans to the previous, generally leans to the previous, like whoever has the first place schedule. No. So whoever won the, the yeah. division year. So be the, year. the Packers. The Packers would have a harder schedule in general because they played the teams that were good last year. Yeah, interesting. I mean they're good this
1: year, so it could be down to strength of schedule. Which yeah, which, which which for
3: sure, wild. like looking at the Packers schedule is for sure. Because um, I thought it went down to division record after that. It's after it's division record first, then it's head to head, then it's okay, got um, then it's. Um, Oh, because if if it's division
2: record first, yeah, then Packer take it for sure.
3: If if they win those last two games, if they win those last two games, Um, and like looking at the Packers' schedule, they actually like they they just beat the Chiefs. They play the Lions and they beat them. like two winning records, the Chargers are right in the mix, even though they're not. You're, you're unhappy with them, of course. Um, <laughs> they're the St- they're the St- in there, but they're not. <laughs> they're That's there, basically not. the
1: Chargers'
3: mo. Yeah, the Steelers. They played. Uh, they lost to the Steelers, but they have a winning record. Um, the, the Raiders are five and seven. The Lions again. No. The Saints are up there with f- five and seven as well. Like they play all teams. Like them. I, and basically, I, basically, Jordan Love is coming on at the but right. But that, that's what I said to you earlier. Was like, I, if you would said that to me a few weeks ago, oh, I know, I would sound been ridiculous. Like, you're fucking wild. Yeah, I, I, could see it now.
1: I think the Packers with the way they're playing right now and the way Jordan Love is looking I think they make the playoffs I think they go 10-7 and 7. I think they'll lose one of those games
2: I might throw a little mun right now uh, the I do think the, division. the
1: Lions go 2-3 and three down the stretch I do think they go 11-6 and six. I think they win the division but I think both the Packers and the Lions make the playoffs I
3: do think a huge hmm. key to them winning out here at least having a winning record to finish Christian Watson is Christian Watson's health Dobbs's health Reed. Christian
1: Watson has looked good recently, but that's what I mean.
3: He did end the last game with a hamstring injury. So yes, he's questionable he, at the moment. If he can stay healthy, and to be honest with you, I think Aaron Jones just needs to kind of stay on IR, go on IR, stay away because yeah. AJ Dillon's looked really I agree. good. Um, and don't um, don't force it. The rookie tight end, not not Craft, but Musgrave. Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave, Musgrave
1: yeah. he's looked really good for them when he
3: was healthy. He's a he, good,
1: ball threat. That the, man. The linebacker they he's drafted from, from Iowa. Uh, what the hell's his name? Luke Van Ness. Van Ness. Van Ness. Van Ness. Uh, he's On the defensive side of it, he's a been monster. Good.
3: Those those guys, they they, they drafted Iowa.
1: fantastically last year. Oh, man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So if, if, if Musgrave can come back healthy, I think they've got a lot of weapons that um, makes Jordan Love's job easy. Yeah. He's looking. He's looking like a little Aaron Rodgers feels, out yeah. there. He's, like, good. he's settling in it, for it, sure. It, but like his mechanics look shockingly yeah. like Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, which is like it's so I mean, funny. I learned from him for two years. Yeah, right? yeah the so, team yeah. that is the team that's known for actually letting their QBs mm-hmm. develop. Um, it's the exact same. Like same yeah. formula. Same formula. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers, everyone at this time, one year in, was calling for his head. Yep. He's yep. awful. He's terrible. He's two. T- why did we draft him
1: from Cal? What was it like, twenty third overall or yeah. something like that? They're like, why the fuck did we draft this guy from Cal? He's useless. Yeah, there's useless something. There's awful. something in
2: the water over there because they like they have a it's potential management. They have a potential to like have another <laughs> another this, good.
1: <laughs> the Patriots don't know
2: this. Like a don't. No, no. They have, <laughs> no, they have they, the potential to have another franchise quarterback.
3: It is because they don't rush it, and that is. Uh, it's frustrating if you're a fan of them because you just you don't see it coming, and then you're finally like, ah, this makes
1: sense. I mean, I yeah, will say, as someone who grew awesome. up and is always in the playoffs, yes, yeah.
3: no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things where they, they don't placate to rushing players in because yeah. we drafted them they and you're a star, right? Like, they, they had Favre drafted Rodgers, Rodgers sat, Favre went left, Rodgers struggled a little bit. Then Rodgers was Rodgers, and if you ask any Packers fan, Rodgers is probably the greatest quarterback they've ever had. Yeah, yeah. You, At, you, yeah. you see the way the, the 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 QB position has gone in the NFL lately. Yeah. Like, um, it should really go back to kind of what they used to be doing because you see the, these renaissance in these quarterbacks. You see Geno, um, my boy Tannehill. You know, say what you will about his Miami tenure. He's a tough guy, and then he comes to Tennessee. He had great success. We we were the we had the best record in the NFL one year in 2019. We were the number one seed. Beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. You beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like, and and this guy was went from like this guy's a mid low tier QB to finally hitting his stride. It's all these all these positions that you know are are high IQ positions. Um, QB, uh, you talk about like developing QBs. You, uh, these O linemen they need time to develop. Tight end, you see the tight end position every year. Like this year is a little anomaly where we have a lot of tight ends as rookies no. coming out and, and popping with Laporta so and, Bouchard, right, Hale, and Grave, um, uh, Meyer even in, in Las yeah. Vegas has been good. But like these these cerebral positions, you just need time, man. Yeah. Come, um time and, and and I think to an extent, uh, systems, right? Yeah. Like the the Packers of drafted quarterbacks that fit their system Yeah, I will give
1: credit to Packers fans as well, like going back to your comment about fans getting frustrated growing up in northern Michigan which is ironically Packers country because it's closer to Green Bay than it is to Detroit in in terms of drive time Uh, those fans are actually, as annoying as they are they are very patient with development of quarterbacks because like The general rhetoric around the NFL was like, "Oh yeah, call for Rogers' head. Like he doesn't deserve to start there." Packers fans were like, "Give him time." They're very calm and collected because that's how these this organization has like developed itself. Yeah, it's like give this player some time and they will win. It's
3: like they're like Mm -hmm. loggers, man. It's cold, low and slow, baby. Just like (laughs) chill out, my dude. Chill out, just. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And and I think I'm I'm of the belief mm-hmm. that uh championships aren't bought in free agency. You've got to draft yep. key players.
1: Mm-hmm. 100% Alright. Should be yeast before no, we've we got one more. Oh yeah. the best game oh, this right. week. Best game
3: this week. We've got one more uh Monday nighter. Can, can we tell yes. the spread first? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> give us, the, give uh, all us we know, the teams and all we know the... is uh, uh, uh one, taking the, the points. One team is minus thirteen favourites. Oh, Dolphins. The other team is... Or, it's a total 46 and a half.
2: And the other team is... Titans. Right.
3: So shout out one of one of my closest friends, my best friend. Uh, he's uh, one of my groomsmen. Men. He flew out to Florida yesterday to go watch this game because he's a huge Titans fan. Oh. Uh, where, where are, are you there? at? No, I'm not there with him, man. I'm oh, not yeah. partying no. up And uh, Why would you do that? Actually, to be fair, I went and watched... The, the the two and four two and twelve Titans played the Jets in New York and then the next week I went to Foxborough and watched them lose both games to the <laughs> one to the Patriots. And I got pizza thrown at my head.
2: Was that the one that was fifty nine nothing?
3: No. That was in the snow. We that wore the Oilers the- throwbacks. Mm-hmm. I know that game very well. <laughs> so <laughs> so watch I watched the whole you thing. Pizza so the your head. Yeah. I got pizza thrown at From me. A- uh from a, a fan, patriots fan a patriots fan yeah. uh we lost we were down uh I th- checks I believe... out you can't trust those patriots no fans. i was in the upper deck it, it, <laughs> it cost me a hundred dollars to sit like second row in metlife to watch the jets and titans we lost like 20 to 3. yeah it was awful And then it cost me 350 bucks us to sit in upper bowl and what year is this it cost you 350
1: dollars uh, to get sp- pizza thrown on your head yeah
3: it's been 2015 i got death <laughs> threats from patriots fans I'm like, I'm not even a rival fan, man. Like, they threw pizza at me. Uh, it hit the berm of my hat and it skipped off. And then uh, this big Boston accent guy, he went, You, th- you-, you threw that one like Mariota. You should have thrown it like Tommy, boy. You would have sniped him in the head. And then I'm like, What is Anybody going- want a hot dog? And people are like getting so <laughs> mad. And we're like, We're losing 34 to 7. Mariota got why hurt. Why are you yelling Zach at me? Zach right came in. It was awful. But. Zach, wow! Oh my god, it was a miserable experience. Um, Um, To touch on why he's there, one of our other really close friends lives in Florida. He was supposed to be a Grimsman, so he's going. He's got a place to stay. That's where he went from a bachelor party, and uh, he's like, if they go out there and play, I'll fly out. So his wife bought him a flight out there for ten days. So he's gonna go watch that game. He's gonna go watch the Pittsburgh uh, Panthers game tomorrow. He's going to go watch some college ball on Saturday. Sick. It's a good trip. So It's going to be fun. I'm nice. a little bit jealous here. They, I, uh, Not
1: because he's gets to watch the Titans, because I'd rather... I'd, yeah, I don't um, envy anyone that has to watch the Titans, or the Chargers yeah. for that matter. Unfortunately, I watch every game. All so the way through. I watch all my games. I uh, do it's not. It's like an abusive relationship. I, relation will, I yes. will admittedly no, say one. I recorded that game after the first quarter and mm-hmm. then saw the final score of the Chargers-Patriots, that is... And deleted it. You mentioned <laughs> that. I just Did not somewhere
3: with the Vikings and Bears family. Yeah. It's but not it worth it. Game. Don't put myself t- through the pain. I've had some great success this year on some player props. I almost had the the um, who's your rookie QB in Minnesota Hall? the first T D was was supposed to be him. I had him at uh, it was like seventeen to one for first T D and he gets hurt so on the half yard line. So <laughs> nice. I, I started my account at a hundred bucks, I'm at eleven hundred US this year just on player props. I'm gonna say Tyreek Hill over 210 yards in this game. Oi. We are out. We are out of Christian. Like Christian Fulton is out, and he's not even really that good. Terrell Edmonds, we got from Philly in in, in the Kevin Byard trade. He's terrible and he's hurt. Like uh, so he's also
1: hurt, terrible and hurt. Terrible and fantastic. Hurt. Um, <laughs> our words. linebacker
3: core is awful. Monty Rice, we just cut this week, who's. Um, he just was not happy with the team. He's terrible, and he thinks he's better. And probably no one's gonna pick him up because he's trash. His pass defense Screw is not guy. great. The pass defense is awful. Big Jeff, hurt. Jeff big is hurt. Jeff Simmons is hurt. Big Jeff is hurt. Yeah. Um. Man, this is just this is just if if the Dolphins continue to throw the ball, it's 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 gonna be Tyreek time all day. Like like I, I'm not joking. A, a little flick at Where's over Tyre? 200 yeah, yard, in terms of yards a yeah, game is Tyre. I think. A good bet, a good wager. And Tyreek wager. is chasing that record. And he's chasing he the is. record. They're going to feed him that ball, and I think it's I think it's a really good bet to just <laughs> if he can do it at home, they're they're going to get him. At,
2: we well, he's not going to get it now. He needs what, a what? fucking profile photo. He needs five hundred and he, <laughs> he needs five sixty for two thousand to be the first two thousand. Yeah, yard he, he needs to
3: average one thirteen throughout. Yeah, one hundred thirteen yards. He gets two hundred this game. Enough. I'm saying it right here. That's not, I don't even think it's a hot take. That's how confident I am. It's um, wild. Well, there is so funny 1, enough. There is a teacher that popped yeah. up on my TikTok the other day that actually and teaches. No, no tyree receiver has ever hit two thousand. So that's and she, she counts down every week how close they are. That was what he said to getting to two thousand yards for Tyree. Right. I think that classroom is the best education in the United 100%. States. <laughs> I, <laughs> want, I want to be in her class because all the kids are responsive. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're excited. And they're yeah. all in yeah. it. It's good um, teaching. That is. All right. That well, is at least a better slot of football than we had this past week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Based off of your uh, prediction as well, two hundred and ten plus yards that would put him over ten thousand career receiving yards. Yeah, hmm. I'm
3: saying he gets over two hundred yards. He's like, on nine, 9 thousand eight hundred
1: and twenty-one.
3: So it's it's a good week to have Miami players. Yeah, I would go the hammer the over, and unless they unless they miraculously just like put their foot off the pedal and pedal and give it to H M, which they did last week. Um, I just see them getting big junk plays on this, this team. I think though. it'll start heavy.
2: Whatever sharp, the heavy. over-under is, that's how many points Miami will have.
3: 13. What's the over-under? Oh, over-under. Oh, over-under was uh, 43, which is one of the highest in a Titans game. 46, because, 46 and a half. Yeah, yeah, so
2: they win 48 to 10.
3: I st- I st- I, if, if there's a Levis prop that's over 250 to 235, I would take it. I would take the over as well. Because we're gonna be behind, he's He'd gonna be throw in the ball. The ball. Um, he's going heavy. Hopkins is. He's, what going, you're saying, he's yeah. just tossing it up to him. So. Okay, if he had anyone, yeah. other just because you're
2: just because you're here in our guest, I'm gonna throw a fiver on the Titans to win. All right, so we'll <laughs> <see> <laughs> what happens. yeah, it's
3: probably gonna pay five five to one. Yeah, yeah. at least. Yeah, but why not? Yeah, why not? Thank you, appreciate uh, it. <laughs> Final yeasties. Oh yeah, we have to yeast and then we have to wrap. Uh, I'm, yeah, you know. yeah yeast, I'm gonna start yeast and wrap. Oh, I personally had the. Uh, bad influence, Alex. I the also hazy that. Dippa. So we should use. So, yeah, so she's use an eight and, a, eight and a half percent. Uh, I said this earlier. She is a dangerous one, simply because she doesn't drink like an eight and a half. Motherfucking dangerous. Um, I got a lot of fuzzy peach in like tropical notes. She wasn't overly hoppy. She was fucking delicious. Um, I'm gonna give her an eight and a half. Hiyo. Ooh. Ooh. Eight eight and would, half. Yeah. Five, eight point five or eight point five. I would crush a couple of these. Eight point five or whatever <laughs> 8.5 8. 8. 2.5 8.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah I really like HBC 1019 it's like yeah. peaches and cream to me it's like quite quite sweet in terms of like the profile kind of like Sabro is yeah uh, it's not that sweet but mm-hmm. it's like kind of trending that way uh, and rather than being coconut it's peaches which is a lot more bearable than mm-hmm. like a pound of coconuts in and your beer sunscreen. uh yeah exactly uh i really really like this beer i do like uh what was it? andreas a little bit better oh, of course yeah i okay. so i'm gonna just say 8.2 yeah sweet it's wow. a very good beer i would drink multiple of these i'd I drink and then be the dummy. but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <you'd> be <laughs> uh I think a little bit more mosaic in this would be hundred uh, percent. A little bit more body. I think we're just talking. Like something that like, like pops through a bit more.
3: Yeah, it feels like a, it drinks like a smash. With oh, that yeah. big peach bomb, it has that perceived sweetness of that big peachy peachiness, yeah. which I was yeah. doing tasting today. Like a lot of uh, customers were like, "I love it." They would grab it, but like, yeah. man, it's like it's kind of sweet. Uh, even though it. it mm-hmm. But
1: the like, kind of like grapefruit, danky, like mm, punch yeah. that Mosaic can bring. Like, I feel like that would like really go along. Yeah, we've
3: despair. had like two batches of a regular IPA, a core IPA. We did one with a first ward hop. I know we're getting really beer nerdy into this, but yeah. um, uh, it gave it like this really big, dank, like punch and, and bite and, and balance yeah. that we really like. That's what we, the batch that we won with. It was an accident. <laughs> um, a happy <laughs> sometimes, accident. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes um, the best That actually. I love. But it's so difficult because the the one that the the beer normally is just so creamy mouthful smooth because like that's what we feel like consumers want yeah that like no assertive bitterness like so smooth like 20 ibus for a hazy ipa um then that creamy mouthfeel, like that very super flexiness yep. so like i prefer the one with the bigger bitterness and balance uh, but we found that customers like like yes, like the, the smoother one better. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a hard line it's to balance. finding that balance. And it's difficult when purposes. like me and Mish are doing all of that ourselves. So with like to keep ourselves honest and not just bring what, just what we want to yeah. drink and, and knowing that like,
1: you get hey, to kind of check your ego at the door. Sometimes. Yeah. And I
3: think, honestly, I think yeah, check your ego. And like, we do a good job at doing that. <laughs> but what, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's hard because we just want to make what we want to drink all yeah. the time. Yeah.
1: Um, but, and that's why I brewed a coffee IPA. Yes. I did not check my ego at the door there. And a, a, a dry the hop best grisette. Best beer you ever
3: brewed. Yeah. I love the grisette. Shut <laughs> up.
1: No one does that.
3: Well, yeah. I, I sold I sold it faster than you guys did. I sold yeah. it that Farm did. Country
1: Farm Country did sell it a lot I faster like, than Farm Country. I bought like
3: four kegs of it.
1: Go yeah, with, with it. the flow, baby. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Rest in pieces. Yeah.
2: Um, I had the Roxanne. The early riser, Roxanne Maple Bourbon Stout. Um, Maple. Yeah, this one definitely got better as as it warmed up.
3: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah,
2: which which is weird for beers. Yeah, at first, I mean, I'm just one of those weird people that just like them warmer in general. Okay, when I, brought especially in an IPA.
3: Yeah, I kept this one off the ice, but then we put them in the fridge after intentionally just so it could be warm. Yeah, and when I was doing tastings, I make sure it's a little warmer.
2: But yeah, it, the the sweetness mellowed out at first because the first couple sips again, yeah, like heavy Mapes.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. heavy um, Mapes.
2: But then it uh, it definitely balanced out a little bit. Um, I agree. With, I had a taste of the Alex too. I agree with Nick. I think the Andreas is the best beer you brought
3: yeah. today. Yeah, uh, we want like we drink a lot of that, and then uh, when customers come in, guests come in, they drink multiple big twenty ounce pints of of. of that a yeah. lot, and and yeah. it's so fun, funny seeing, like we follow like the hype and the trends and things, and something as yeah. simple as just like a crispy boy, with a little bit of like light spice character, is just some flaws. nuances. Well, to it. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because you likened it to a Vienna earlier, and I think Viennas are are what a lot of people try and gravitate to because they're like, oh, I drink, I don't drink a lot, or I drink a Vienna lager but this one has that like. Je ne sais quoi, like mm-hmm. it's got a little bit yeah. extra, and you're like, oh fuck, like that's really fucking good. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. an amber lager with a bit extra going on. Yeah, and Andreas is a, is a great beer. All of these were very good. Yeah, um, I, very good. To, piggy,
3: to piggyback on, oh, did you, you see that? No, you see it 7.8. 7.8. 7. Uh, what to, which, drink again? To piggyback on Adam here, uh, I had a smell of it and a quick sip. Um, so my yeasty is going to be very biased because I, f- I am a... The man likes coffee. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a nine. <laughs> how many coffees a day do you drink? About five. Yeah. That yes, you, out. Got, you got source. one... Yeah, sample um, size. Sa- sample size, yes. <laughs> but I'm... Like the smell... I've never been more proud fucking of you amazing. To use that statement. Yeah. And I love coffee. So yeah. I would... I would fuck with a few of those. Yeah, you got one going home with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got one in, in there. It's it's very much I a really good it, like. Though. I want to go like this is a I want to go out tonight night like I'm on the very like I'm get, we're getting old you know we are getting sorry old. guys we're we're all getting old. But Thirty like,
1: plus baby. Yeah, thirty plus game. The oldest men alive. Yeah, <laughs> ancient.
3: <laughs> but like this because the caffeine and the sugar high at the same time. I'm yeah. like, let's yeah, let's go drink beer. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, it's yeah when you do the cold brew method. Yeah. like there's caffeine in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's 10:30 so. p.m. in Wally and so like yeah Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds surreal. <laughs> thank you very much. No, It's <laughs> not. Um, uh, yeah. Jacob, any parting words? Um, no, thank thank you for having me. It was so much fun talking sports, talking hot takes, sports. talking talking uh beer, talking the industry. I love talking the industry with with you folks that are a big part of it and in a, all different ways. We're all like you talk about every role GM, Master Chef, um, Head Brewer, Lead Brewer, Builder of Houses, Four Winds, <laughs> Builder of Houses, uh, four month, hours a month, yeah, uh, four hours a month, one shift a month. In the top room, there. You've but, got three this month. You got three this yeah. month. Wow. Will he give any, any of them up? Not yet. She's ah. there for the discounts. Not when he realizes he works the Saturday <laughs> before New Year's Eve. Which is fine with me. Okay. Yeah, cool. and then wow. I do sales. Wow. Sales guy. He, so. he used He's to growling. ignore
1: my calls when I would call him. Would to I, I would right? just ignore you. Just yeah, fair. Like,
3: yeah, we just need to mix in like an owner and then like a like a design team, and then we have literally there like every job and mix in a delivery guy yep. or girl or person or. or then as we as basically human. open our own brewery at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. we just talk about uh, the new fire wins. Five wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Can you imagine? I do have a question that this kind of uh, came to me not too long ago here in our, <laughs> our talks. Um, do you find the that bathroom. now in your sales role, yeah. having the experience of being the taproom manager, seeing what moves, and then having the experience of brewing beer, does that help you more in your current role, or is it just like, not really? Oh, no, it helps me so much because like... For 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 instance, like I came uh, to the Alibi Room on on Wednesday. I just stopped by, said hi to Blaze, who's the their, their beer manager there. Blaze, what be, a name. She's she's behind the bar, rocking like, and I I can see it's busy. But I've been the bar manager. I have I understand yeah what she's going through. I'm not gonna bug her. Yeah, the I have nuances a full, of it. Like yeah. when to talk and when not. to. I have a four pack to there. I'm like, hey. You know she gave me a quick beer i just have a beer i'm not gonna bug her unless she comes save me and i know i'm not gonna spill my butt off here have some beer here's my contact info and, and you're gone. and i'm and i'm gone and, yeah. and those things and then also understanding um their their cogs and what they're looking for what they're trying to cost things out on on their on their pint side yeah. and then on the beer side like being uh, what really surprised me in this role more than anything and being like very like going through and being very negative about like maybe the industry and where it's going just because like not liking bad beer and and things like that going to liquor stores and meeting these, 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 um, um, managers and, and things of liquor stores, they care about the product so much, Hmm. which surprised the heck out of Mm -hmm. me. They actually, I'll give them samples. They'll try it all. They'll bring in what they like. They'll give me feedback and be able to banter and talk and know what I'm talking about it for the most part. And working alongside mission understanding why we're brewing things it helps me so much um in this role and it's super fun i love i get to go talk to beer people about beer yeah. all
1: day it's refreshing having a sales rep that actually knows what they're talking about yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, there's I, a lot of sales rep reps out there that are just like oh yeah let me It's crisp. my notes it's yeah. drinkable and it's like yeah, so is literally every beer on the fucking market. I Thanks. know.
3: So is White Claw 0.0%. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. is literally it's carbonated beer. flavored water. Thanks. Yeah. So going out there, it's 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 a blast. Honestly, I love this this new role. I mean, I love that I get to start us from nothing and and being able to do pourings like tastings I did and getting that brand recognition, people not knowing where we're yeah. from all the way out in Chilliwack and then making those connections. It's so much fun. Even just. Like I, I gotta do like doing a tasting in the liquor store. I gotta do what I did at behind the bar mm-hmm. when we used to do bar service at Farm yeah. Country. Yeah, like mm-hmm. making people try things and maybe it's something they haven't the they they same sort like. of customer interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it comes yeah. second nature. So doing all of those things, like I have every little kind of you've had your hand in a little bit of, little bit. of everything. Yeah. So think cool. I It's it's really helpful. So it makes my me able to transition easier. So yeah, That's good. Awesome sales. Pleasure joining you. Sales, sales baby. Will you be doing a collab with Banter? Because um, they're right there. Possibly, baby. yeah. We've been talking about that. We do have a collab with the folks, some some uh, the, the ladies at um, Olson Coors. We have. I don't know if we're allowed. Like, we're not going to be able to put on the label. I don't think, but um, we're going to do an International Women's Day fun beer with with oh, Remember seeing cool. about that. that's Yeah. Cool. So that's going to be really really fun. That's very very different. I know that
1: like that's with like the lines between like macro and like craft brewery don't fucking matter yeah like, it's just people if you're, like, if you're doing the right thing who fuck cares it's
3: so awesome we sat in the brewery we had beers with keely over there who, yeah. who's um one of their brewers and they just want to learn more about the process on like a smaller scale and yeah. they want to do some recipe development I mean, molson and
1: is a big proponent of like the hop industry like a lot of their hop research grew like a ton of varietals that us craft breweries use these days and they didn't uh, Privatize them like AB InBev did with the yeah. South America or South African Ops. Yeah, like, it's so. it's
3: and that's the the reason why they came to, to kind of do something with us because yeah. like it's all throughout Pink Boots and they really want to drive the education aspect and being able to do it on a hands on level yeah. is just so beneficial for all all their operators there and it was so much so much fun to just you know conceptualize a beer I, we know what yeah. we're doing we're doing two beers with them um, I won't say that that's gonna come out in March <laughs> and um, it's just, it was just super fun. It's actually funny that, that we actually have the biggest connection with Molson Coors out of all the breweries in Chillabac right now mm. because of just where we're located and just mm. the connections yeah. I have through school and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something different that we're doing. I don't know where that came from. Where we're, oh, collabs, banter.
1: Yeah. We're going to do, like, a, we have to yeah. do an
3: ice cream beer for like That'd a birthday cool. or something. Like we have it. to. Yeah. I love that yeah. they do being an ice cream I might
1: party. know someone at the old Quattro window. I might want to do a collab. That's 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 Spanish, right? (laughs) Cuatro window. window. Yeah, yeah.
2: Window is Spanish for wind. What
1: what, what is it? Cuatro window. That's right. right? It's not no. No window
2: would be a glass. Yeah.
1: It's gonna sound a lot more. But in Spanish, it's wind.
2: What is the Spanish word
3: for wind? Viento. Yeah, Yeah,
2: cuatro viento sounds a lot better. Basically,
1: what I said.
3: Yeah. So we can do a, a cheeky collab here. There you go. Possibly soon.
1: which fun. Right. I haven't even started working there, and I'm already committing collabs. That's okay. Good luck.
3: All right. Well, anyway. that uh, This might be a two-parter. Eh. No. What do we There's have not really pocket.
2: a good... Sp- Two hours and...
3: 17 minutes. Yep. See, this is one of my favorite episodes, because we do... We just... We just roll with it we vibe with it so it's um, beer it's there sports. was no there was
2: no notes out we didn't we just we didn't, chatted for two hours we did
3: it felt like and it, and it felt like organic yeah organic and we were yeah. here for even longer than that it felt like five hours of just chatting with uh, the with the, the boys here. over yeah, some yeah, brews the
1: boys and yeah, sports and some pines. And as you said, the house that Four Winds built. The house oh, that boy. Four Winds built. That might be the tie length. The house that, that Four Winds built. <laughs> <laughs> built. You haven't got one dollar. <laughs> I'm just
3: really trying, hasn't to find even started my, yet. I'm trying
2: to find my catchphrase. I'm still currently employed. Yeah. Yellow Dog last, last day. I've got Yellow one Dog. more day.
3: One more day. All right. Well, well, sports are fun. Beer's uh, good. If you're in the Port Moody area tomorrow, you might see an absolutely fucking inebriated neck. Yeah. You there, will. So.
2: And if you're in Chilliwack, go visit. Go visit Sidekick. Sidekick go get, get some, get some bomb get their pizza ass pizza. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the pizza. We didn't yeah. even talk about the pizza. That's because you didn't bring us any. Yeah, so. we didn't bring any,
3: but um, that's okay. We're doing more things. We got brisket, beef dip. We got meatball salad. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a lot of things coming. So I love I dipping know. my beef in some jus. Also, a big thanks <laughs> to. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, um, wait. Not really a good segue, but thank you to Five Roads Sidekick and Trading Post for donating to the Surrey Christmas Bureau oh, yeah. uh, charity tournament that is being put on by the Surrey Dodgeball League. Uh, we're raising funds for. Yeah, thanks for those wins for nothing. Hey, less fortunate I don't have for <laughs> <to say yeah. laughs> Less fortunate, and we've been doing it for the last few years, so. Uh, I could
1: have thank has, y'all. asked Yellow Dog. I could have a Donated three Yellow Dog. I have beers in
3: my
2: van. <laughs> yeah, yeah last years. day he might have given you an entire pallet. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs>
3: All the locals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sports are good. Head right on.
2: Thanks, Jake. Oh, thank you for, for helping me. Me. No,
3: no, on. It's, it's, the house, it's the house that was going. I don't know about that you yet. Gotta click, we have got to quit blowing. And who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RIP
1: right. hey. dog pound.
3: All right. Ladies right. on the
0: menu.